0: you <phone rings>
1: Right. Hello, welcome, bienvenue, kinichiwa, ni hao, jumbo, marhaba. It's time for the Armist Inquisition yet again. Episode two hundred and fifty. Mm, not You're out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> two hundred and fifty not out on Sunday, the second of October, twenty twenty-two. I'm Armish Phil. I'm Amish Ben. And I'm Amish Matt. The dwarf, the cripple, and the mother of madness. And uh, tonight's guest is a returning champion Mm. in the (laughs) (laughs) confines, the salubrious confines of Amish HQ, no less. I know. (laughs) Yes, for his uh, third (laughs) appearance, his trifecta, his (laughs) tripartite, hat-trick. Triptych. (laughs) Triptych. (laughs) Tantric. Maybe. (laughs) It's Cometan. How are you doing, Cometan? I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me back.
2: It's... uh, Good to be back and uh, talking about some interesting topics. So quite a lot to talk about, but. I not you? get through it all. I don't. No. Well,
1: we can, we can get through what we can. I oh, mean, I've been. It's been two years, we were saying. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, for people who aren't aware of, of your stuff, you can go back to. I think the first appearance was episode 122, immediately mm-hmm. before the lockdown. And then uh, the last appearance was two years ago, nearly to the day, in October 2020. So uh-huh. I'm guessing that'll be episode 148-ish, somewhere around there. Right, good um, math. Yes, yes. How many weeks in a year? <laughs> <laughs> How many years in the grand cycle of procession of the Exxonauts uh, Yeah, uh, math isn't my uh, strong suit. <laughs> But I've been following what you've been doing in the meantime. I've seen you've you've been uh, meeting up with our buddy Dave, Big Dave Matheson, every now and again. Yes. And embarking on your uh, sort of like YouTube. You've been doing like a podcast, YouTube channel thing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm not as dedicated as you guys. I don't do sort of every week. I do kind of more series. Um, So I do kind of, well, my first season was eight episodes, then I'm trying to get up to kind of 20 episodes now um but it's something similar to this where we just like talk and i get a guest sometimes i kind of mix it up with lectures as well mm. um so i've done season three moving on to season four but it is a big commitment so it's at the beginning of every series i'm like Ooh, i don't know if i can do it but because once you start uh, that it, that it you've got to... <laughs>
3: though i mean we're on uh, we're on our 250. i know yeah episode. you're way way ahead
1: <laughs> you're way ahead yeah do you um <laughs> yeah. record them in advance Yes. And then, like, release Yeah, sometimes
2: it. it's, yeah. Uh, so sometimes it can be, like, months before, and then I just
1: do it sort of They go off, week, you know. After week. <laughs> you can't have them just sat on a hard drive. You say this to everyone that comes uh, on and Because they, they, do, they do. It's yeah. like, you end up, you know, then sort of a sudden the Queen dies, and you're talking yeah. about the Queen. It's like, what? you got to get that stuff out. Because th- the world changes. Yes. Oh, right, I see. You know, and Yeah, oh, right, okay. Yeah, you're right. If you're talking weeks and months in advance, you know, I don't know. Do I don't you know, know. I Fancy doing them live, live streaming? Uh, yeah, I would do. I would do it. Um,
2: obviously, it's just more a commitment, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah. Um, but also, some of the topics we talk about—the kind of, I don't know—the timeless topics. So it doesn't really matter what else is going on in a way because religion's still religion. And <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. Uh, yeah,
4: is that you know, sort of like the cornerstones of the things that probably you, you talk about. Um, don't
2: change that much. Well, yeah, because some of the questions haven't changed for... Thousands of years, have they? Some of them.
1: And we're still trying to answer them, so... This is, this is what interests me. It's like you know, those, those foundational questions. Who are we? Why are we here? Mm-hmm. What are we well, doing yeah, we here? Get to that
2: today, you never know. <laughs> well, have you solved it already? <laughs> yeah. Two years? Uh, I don't know. Um, no, it's an ongoing thing. It's an ongoing thing. <laughs> Thank God. It's ongoing seem, thing. I've wasted my life.
1: I seem to remember <laughs> the last time we talked, you were looking at... Uh, ancient cave art and yes. archaeoastronomy, and and trying okay. to find the links between like proto civilization yes. and iconography and art, and how that could have been sort of the the kickstart to theology. Yes,
2: yes. So I was uh, I did that for my master's degree. Uh, I did it for my dissertation, <laughs> and um, it was really this idea of the astronic tradition that there has existed. You know how there's Abrahamic tradition and uh, Dharmic religions. Um, and what I'm saying is, well, there's another one and it's all about the stars. And there is that sort of definite timeline that you can trace it all the way back to, obviously, persecuted in many um, periods of history. So there's not much records of, of it. But, you know, especially in the Middle East and places like that where it was at one time, very popular, um, even around the time of like Islam's founding and, and things like that. It's quite interesting. Some of the early Muslims were star worshippers, actually. So I
1: remember. Do you remember yeah, when? Uh, it's interesting. Was it in uh, Syria during the the troubles in Syria when uh, Obama and uh, Cameron were in charge? Mm. I seem to remember there was there was talk of. Uh, the Yazidis yes. and Zoro, uh, Zoroastrian yes. I can't even say it I know <laughs> Zoroastrian Zoroastrian Zoroastrian. I <laughs> Zoroastrian Zoroastrian he's the main dude yes right, okay. or Zarathustra yes was his other name yes. but that's again it's like heartening back to because I think there's some sort of astral theology in, intertwined with that Yes. Yeah, there will be, yeah. But it's pretty much been stamped out, hasn't it?
2: Yeah. And that's why I wanna kind of bring it back and also of course it relates to what I'm doing today and also like cosmism. I don't know if you've heard of that much, but from Russia there's there's that kind of philosophy. Oh, uh, like um,
1: cosmonauts. Cosmonauts. <laughs> I maybe mean, that's where they got it from,
2: but yeah, sort of uh, mid-1800s, Nikolai Fedorov, have you heard of him? No, no tell us about Cosmic this. Cosmic Resurrections and everything like that, no? No. Oh, well, uh, well, he was a philosopher and he obviously had a very um, strong connection to outer space and the Russians tend to do maybe, I don't know, they have this sort of, in the Soviet Union they had that kind of culture, didn't they, where they... Very interested in space exploration, and oh, you know, yeah. I think it—that's what it developed from—from from this cosmism idea, which was that one day we'll go into outer space and we'll um, we'll be able we'll be able to basically become gods right. <laughs> and resurrect everyone, and that was the that was the main aim of theirs. And there's still people like that around that
1: I speak to, yeah, who believe in that. Um, so what's it like practically then? Because like. It- because uh, how I think about religions yep. is, is is the sort of, the sort of theoretical side, the theology, the underlying belief system. But yep. then there tends to be other things like r- a ritual practice and yep. a structure, like a social structure or a hierarchy of priests, bishops, whatever. Is there sort of an equivalent in that?
2: concept? No. No, there wasn't. Uh, really, they were just kind of a group of philosophers getting together every so often and talking about these ideas, writing it down. But there wasn't... That's why it's it's more a philosophy, maybe, rather than a religion, um, cosmism. But, um, yeah, so it was a bit different f- from so, sort of other belief systems in that way. But it, it's really interesting. You should have a look at it, yeah. So I see that as... I don't know, kind of a precursor to what I'm doing as well, I sort of from 150 years ago. And then I'm just kind of adding on to that. And I'm sure there'll be people in the future. I hope there will be. What are you adding got... on to that? Well, what's, that's what what's I'm like probably the, to un- talk about. Yeah, like the, yeah. the unique
1: parts of your philosophy or uh, religion,
2: whichever you, you define Well, I think, it? I don't know. Maybe you won't be able to remember it much from last time. I don't know if... Uh, The technical side of astronomy, I don't know. I think I did explain it, maybe, but (laughs) has it changed though? Because yeah, well, I think I did actually say on my first podcast that the next time I come, it might be a bit different, Uh, Mm -hmm. and that is true because it has developed. Obviously, Uh, my ideas are developing all the time. What I would say is that the fundamental ideas have not changed. So, cosmocentrism, which is uh, focus on the stars, those kind of ideas, they've obviously not changed, but um, it really it, it's that certain beliefs within astronism have become more prominent I would say, since I last came, since I last saw you guys, so oh, yeah. one of those and you'll see it in that book that I've given you today uh, is um, Transcension, it's that word you'll read that a lot um, now it's an interesting history to that word. Have you heard that word before, transcension? I don't know.
1: No, only transcending. Or, yeah, well...
2: But ascension is... Transcension, yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't coin the term, but... Um, I've kind of used the term because it kind of captures some of my beliefs quite well. Um, it's it's similar to what I was just saying about cosmism. It's, it's this idea that... Um, we are hopefully going to go into outer space and with that we will change develop as a species we will advance and the basis of astronism is that that will bring about salvation now obviously that's a christian term Mm. um and a lot of what i write about is how will that bring about salvation and what are we being saved from um those those are some of the questions that I've been thinking about um right and so it, that is the central belief of astronism it's become the central belief of astronism. I think when I last saw it maybe it was more of a i don't know it was a religion but it, and it continues to be and it it is a philosophy as well astronism it, it's, it's both i would say uh but this this idea of transcension that we've got to go on this journey to outer space, and, and it's filled with all sort of... And it's not just also what sort of Elon Musk is doing, really. It, it has to be in the context of that that we're going to be saved. Do you know what I mean? He's not doing it in that context, I don't think. He's doing it more for kind of material, maybe, things, or and maybe that's what most of the scientific community do it for. Maybe it's knowledge. Yeah, knowledge Exploration. exploration. Yeah, that, that's part of the idea of Transcension, but with um, with the idea of transcendence there's also this kind of religious side to it mm. that's
1: very very central this idea of salvation that we will save ourselves so now yeah. then Go salvation on. in when we're talking about traditional religions yes salvation to me means a save, uh, being saved and put into some form of afterlife spiritually right, okay. saved, right? spiritual salvation yeah yes. soul salvation mm. whereas to me leaving this planet or this solar system to continue the, re- the humanity is more mm-hmm. of a material salvation in that sense transhumanism
2: yeah, co- yeah, it's related to that. Yeah, I get what you mean. I think with Transcension, though, the actual ultimate goal is to leave this universe. That's the ultimate goal of it. Uh, right. So it's to get... To, so the idea of the cosmos is expanding. What is expanding into? How are we going to get beyond that expansion? That's what Transcension is. It's all about how we're going to do that. So it's a very big... Endeavor. It's, it's a very big whatever journey.
3: happens, though. Do not get stuck behind a bookshelf. You know that's that's nasty <laughs> business when you shifting dimensions. Yes. Ooh. All right. Yes. All right. All
2: right. Yeah, it is. So it, it, it is very. It's a. It's much bigger than. I will ever, I will ever know this idea. Do you think that's it's even possible? possible? Well, I have to believe that it is. Yeah, I have to be that's part of the belief I think that that is possible. The, the whole reason for it is because um I don't I, I just observed that we're all very limited and we're all very in every kind of way in our knowledge, in our physical ability, in our even as a whole species we are limited and we see this every day. We maybe we see it more and more now I don't know, but um and I just see that as kind of the basis of suffering, really. You know, so scarcity of resources, that's a limitation. Scarcity, scarcity of our knowledge to get us out of situations. Um, so the whole idea of Transcension is to try and lift us out of that limitation. That, that's the idea. Oh. So if if we go into outer space, if we... I don't know, if we go go further if we go away from this kind of grounded um because we are we're stuck here we're limited on the earth even mm. you know so it's just that the only reason why space is is the the theme of astronism is because it's seen as the kind of medium through it. it's the biggest thing we know it's you know other than maybe god um but materially it's the it's it's above us, isn't it? It's it's beyond us. So that's why I associate it with and as advancing
1: far, As far us. as we understand now, that's the limiting factor, space and the edge of the universe. That's yes. as far as we conceive yes. or, or perceive. Yes. So and naturally, to want to go beyond that, it's like the final frontier, isn't it? Yeah.
2: But also as well, this is where I kind of depart from Christianity because Christianity says... Um, you have to suffer because of what Adam did or because this is the official, you know, original sin doctrine, isn't it? Because you've, you know, um, gone against God. Now you have to suffer for that. Uh, You're limited because of that. Whereas in my view, it's more, we were supposed to be limited to begin with. And then we go to unlimitation or um, limitlessness, through our through our own actions, we can we can get out of this. But we were supposed to be limited. If we weren't limited, if you think about it, if we weren't limited, we would be gods, wouldn't we? We would be if we could do everything and be everything and know everything. We'd be gods. So we have to be. We have to begin as limited beings in order to. Although, uh, th- from there's it. no pro- so, there's no progression, um, is there? No, no. But it's. I think that is a, a, a an important distinction um and then i mean th- that's what's interesting about it i suppose because then you've got like the buddhist point of view where they say that they want to alleviate suffering but um obviously they don't see it as they see the world's kind of cyclically you know mm. i'm sure you know a lot about buddhism um, no, th- <laughs> maybe not. No. But um, they just have a different view, and then I have, I have sort of my view, uh, which is Flat limitation page. to unlimitation. Right, okay. um, Do you not think so that's the basis of it? Maybe
1: the, the purpose of suffering is mm. is like a light and dark, like a that duality. We we perceive Possibly. everything through duality. You know you, it's interesting without hot and cold are opposites of each other, and mm-hmm. without one it's difficult to experience the other, yeah, and I just wonder like if suffering didn't exist, would Happiness. joy yeah. and and yeah. other things exist yeah
2: um no, because um we live in a in a cosmic existence, we live in um the existence that I'm talking about when we get beyond, if, if transcension happens, that, that's sort of maybe a divine existence, so there would be no suffering or joy. There wouldn't be there wouldn't be either because you wouldn't need that. It's sort of some... There's ideas in other religions about that, that it's kind of like a, just a bliss. You don't feel either or. It, it's just a sort of eternal bliss, isn't it, or something like that. I think that's what it is.
1: I don't... i, I I don't think it would be just joy. I think if such a time. thing does exist, it would mm. be incomprehensible to our monkey yeah. brains. Yes. And yeah, that's the whole point though, isn't our it? Our English language wouldn't have the tools no. to describe it either. No. So we're kind no. of best guessing.
2: So at again, all. limitation again. Mm. You know? yeah. It's really grounded in everything we do. It really, really is. I, um, I
4: suppose our perception as well, like you've talked a couple of times, Phil, about that book you read around the fourth dimension of the... Being able to perceive things from... Uh, fourth, fourth,
1: fifth and sixth mm. dimensions, There's yeah. a
4: sixth as well.
1: <laughs> Who knows? We a, wouldn't a know. <laughs> we wouldn't even I mean, be able to see it if it's yeah. like... You're in the face. <laughs> in because sense. we're limited to the, the three yeah. that we live in. Yeah, that was Ouspensky, P.D. uh new model of the universe. And you can buy the chapter on dimensions on its own, I believe, from Amazon. Right. On the cheaper... Is it a must-read chapter? If you're into the, like, These metaphysics and yeah. perception and the nature of reality, it's like, yeah, I'd recommend it. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's, it's a mind bend. Yeah. It's a real mind bend. And it, it, it harkens back to a lot of sort of neoplatonic yes. theory as well. Mm. And uh, the the, the uh, tet- tetrad, is it called? Mm. Uh, Tetractys yeah, uh, the pa- Pythagorean Tetratus where mm. there's the one, there's the monad, and then there's two, the dyad, two dots, and then the row of three, the triad, and the tetrad is the f- fourth row. And uh, the sort of mysticism behind these numbers and how they relate to different religions and interesting stuff if you're into Neoplaton. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Polybius, <laughs> Polybius. Oh, no, uh, Iamblichus. Um, I Read it not so long ago. I don't know if I've put it. Oh, See this one it's there, there. theology. <laughs> That's right there. Yeah, oh, I only read brilliant. it uh, a couple of weeks ago. Theology of arithmetic. Oh,
0: brilliant!
1: It's attributed to Iamblichus, but I think they're guessing. <laughs> it's a bit, it's a bit a bit of a comp, um, bit of a best of tiny writing again. It's not. It's a. It was a quick read. It's only okay. hundred and some pages. Quick. Yeah, but um, yeah, I quite in- quite interesting. This sort of mysticism. Mm yes around yes. number they called them the seven seven liberal arts yes the yeah. yeah, ancient Greeks so yeah. had like uh, arithmetic geometry um, philosophy was one was it or logic <laughs> Logic I should know these logic <laughs> well there was the, there was the three uh, yeah um, sort of written and spoken words I'm, I'm totally blanking on them um yeah, so arithmetic, geometry, which is With arithmetic in space. Music is, yeah. is is arithmetic in number in time. Okay, they all relate to each yes. other. The four main ones, but yeah, I'm not I'm not an expert, but yeah, I, I'd recommend that those sorts of. Uh, I've been okay. trying to get into the early Greeks to try and figure out because mm. a lot of our modern stuff is based off them, and our modern yeah. philosophy, you know, yeah. the Judeo-Christian ethic, a lot of it yeah. is informed also through ancient Greece because of the nature of empire and how things um, panned out. Whenever I uh, create a new word, I use Greek. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? What do you mean, create a new word? Oh, I created loads of new words. Such should know that. (laughs) I know, (laughs) astronism is one. Oh, 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 hang on, Ryan's Ryan's just Googled it. So (laughs) logic, grammar and rhetoric, so they're the three. uh, And then arithmetic... Geometry, music, that's and brilliant. astronomy. Brilliant. Yeah. Do you not think he just knew those? <laughs> of course he knew. <laughs> yeah, and why did him up? Of course he knew. He saved Ryan Seven for the for the seven liberal arts, for goodness sake. Yeah. So uh, I, yeah, I sidetracked us then. What, what did you, you what I did think you, you want to talk about commentary? Well it was just I mean, just that, I suppose. Uh, there was a this. few extra
2: things, but um that, that's sort of the when you were asking me for about or what what is AstroNism bringing to the table, that kind of idea is what we're bringing to the table. Because uh, there might be other people who have had that idea, but it's never been formulated into a religion before or a belief system before like that. The Simply cons- because, I don't know, maybe people have had that idea previously, but I don't know, they just didn't want to organise it into something or...
1: Plus, yours will be informed by modern scientific yeah, developments as well. Yeah, so yeah. the ancient Greeks would have had Obviously. different yeah, stuff to draw on when so, it comes to the nature of reality, yeah. whereas we've had Einstein and yeah. Redshift and all these other yeah. theories turn up, so that's going to inform... I think that's
2: why astronism's come about yeah. at this time. And other other people I know who've got their own movements and things that are that are similar... Uh, it's come about at this time because we have that kind of scientific knowledge and we know so much more about outer space. Um, You know, I was talking to my my granddad not long ago and he said when they were growing up, they didn't even know about other galaxies uh, Mm -hmm. that existed. So, you know, that's within his lifetime, sort of 80 years ago, sort of. It had not trickled down to, you know, the mass of people is what he was saying. So, you know, it, it just puts into perspective... Mm. You know, and uh there was a really cool i was i was on youtube the other day there's a really cool video and it was the sound of a black hole
1: that was really cool <laughs> did you see that no, no did you see that sound mm-hmm. garden it's <laughs> yeah. really cool no i've not seen it. what does it sound like um
2: we're on the spot now <laughs> I can't describe it really. Right, I okay. really can't. It's. Um,
4: Does it, how can a bird. How Very, have, very eerie. How can it have a sound? Does it not just suck in everything, including sound? Well, yeah. Yeah.
2: I don't know. Mm. I don't know. It, that's what Is it Is it a sound of it Matthew McConaughey stuck behind bold. a
5: bookshelf? I don't know. Let me out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, so, what's let's have a look. What have we got in here? What's the the astronef state? Yes, so I mean, what so are we going to find with, in it? Um, oh, limitation,
2: stopped. so I've talked about that, yeah, and then and then I talk about the state of humanity as being limited, then talk about transcension that's our way out, that's how we get out of limitation, and then ultimation is in other words, I've created. Um, <sighs> To describe what we were saying before about, I don't know, a limitless existence beyond beyond this limitation.
1: When it comes to human limitation, yes. Do you think uh, one of the things that uh, worries folk like Elon Musk is mm. artificial intelligence, and maybe yes. that, um, yeah, sort of making us redundant? Mm. Do you think that is going to play a role in this, or
2: yeah, definitely, yeah. I think I mean even so I mean I mean um we could just we could destroy ourselves really with the weapons we've got obviously um which is very much a possibility and I do take that into account in astronauts as well week. in my writing yeah yeah it really <laughs> could yeah we could create something like you were saying that that's too much for us to handle ourselves and it takes over and but many species have come and gone um in astronism, we don't really assign too much of importance to humanity really in that sense we're here we're sort of we're obviously an intelligent species we 've got we've got we 're special to a degree, but we could easily die and and go extinct, and the universe would continue you know right. whereas in Christianity it seems to be a bit more Um, God has put us here for specific purpose and uh, the end of the world or the end of the earth seem to be interpreted as, or the end of humanity seem to be interpreted as the end of time from what I've interpreted from Christian.
1: Yeah. And anyway, from, so... Is there an astronist eschatology? Yes, of course. Yeah, wow. of course. Yeah. Where the machines yeah. take over
2: <laughs> and eradicate There's us. all sorts of options, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like um, different options, you know. If you take this path, this will happen, that kind of
1: thing. Yeah, because that's a big one with Christianity, isn't it? It's the day of judgment. Yes. Uh, that Jesus yes. is going to come back. That's yes. the um, sort of the Christian eschatology. Yes. That were... And sort of the, the hardcore... Yes. Particularly you get a feeling that in America there's yes. certain
4: aspects quite, of... There's quite a lot of uh, yeah. things that go on in America, isn't there, around Christianity and
1: doomsday yes. and all the rest mm. of Yeah, that. doomsday beliefs,
4: yes. yeah. and, that, and
2: it's, uh, it's a very strong idea. I think that's why it's a very, very strong... Because um, it plays on those fears of people, I think, in a, in a way of that these are they fearful. I think the cheering it on. Well, like, well, maybe they are. They're, so them, but, they're true believers. Uh, say they they yeah. want it to happen. Yeah, yeah. So maybe they are cheering it on. It's <laughs>
4: not <Isn't that> just <laughs> but, uh, Christianity, though, isn't it? It's like no it's Judaism, yeah, same. Yeah. And like um, South American religions. I don't know if it was like the Olmecs or the Aztecs or the one in between the Mayans. The Mayans, yeah. Um, it talks about sort of like the suns and the fifth sun is it or something, and the end, the world ending, right.
1: um in the it's fifth sun and a little bit basically. Kali Yuga, yeah. I think we're in the Kali Yuga. I think now maybe yeah. I think that's sort of, but again that's more cyclical. I think mm. Mm, that's what it, yeah, it see, seems to be. Yeah,
2: with me it's much more. I see the world much more linear. I'm not a cyclical person in that way. Um, I think we're going ahead. On a on a on a path, and then uh, sorry sorry, um, not going and you know that path might end with our own actions. Possibly, it might just come to a stop, or it may continue um, to forever. Um, or yeah, it could veer off and go down. <laughs> I wonder if yeah, there's like a,
1: like a built in reset button with species like a bit like mm. an explanation an explanation for fermi's paradox why have we never <laughs> yeah. been contacted because civilizations get yeah, gets to such a point yeah. and then disappear yeah disappear, yeah they just someone someone makes a mistake yeah. and that's it yeah big reset the it's great about reset getting over that
2: <laughs> hump isn't it It's about getting over that sort of can you can can we can us can we as a species um I don't know. Can we be mature enough
1: (laughs) with the technology (laughs) technology we
2: have have without destroying ourselves? Um, Mm. So it's it is interesting, but obviously, in astronomy, it's this idea that we go to the stars or we stay here, and those are the only two options. So, from my perspective, if we stay here. Well, we've only got limited resources here unless we start bringing them back here, which is what some people have said, Mm. um, which we could do, of course, but Mm. I don't think... I think that misses the point of actually going out there and discovering more. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I think if we're always stationed on the Earth, Mm -hmm. we're always going to be limited in some way. So... But... Yeah, I think you know. I think there's a
4: certain element to kind of uh, what's the word? I was going to say sort of like travel, but I suppose it's like the yeah. the invention behind that. You know, to, to have to, yeah to, to be able, be able to, do, able do, to it. do it. You know, in terms yeah. of you know if it's sort of bending space, yes. and creating wormholes yes. and things like that. What, what is what's going to happen that. as part of that? Yeah, um, or you know, if it is kind of investigating black holes and seeing what happens mm-hmm. there
1: as well. I think the mining yeah. asteroids is going to be because it yes. seems to me that if this is going to happen, it's going to kind of be driven by capitalism, by Maybe. commercialism, I'll and play, yeah. you know if you can yeah. develop the technology to mine an asteroid that has like well two loads. billion tons yeah. of yeah. platinum on it. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a game changer for a start because yeah. the mm-hmm. power that would give you and the uh, the effect it would have on our civilization, it would be like a massive reset. It would. Mm-hmm. Would we, you know, would we end up as a, like a United Federation of Planets mm-hmm. where yeah, scarcity is is been eliminated and you have a replicator, yeah. or would people just hoard that stuff? Would the people who've invested all their money and time into capturing this stuff, you know, keep mm. it for themselves and enslave the rest of us? <laughs> yeah. Would you be shouting into your replicator beer mid-strength, <laughs> cold, warm? <laughs> It's cold. It's cold.
4: Yeah, that's an in, that's an insider joke that I unfortunately comes oh. Um No, it's an interesting question, though, isn't it? And I yeah. think uh, necessity quite often drives invention. Mm. People yes. say, don't they? And like you yes. say, you know, in terms of like limited resources on this planet, yeah. Um, I think that's probably one thing that it. would yeah, yeah would make people actually explore. Um, in space, especially at the moment. Well, not at the moment, but, you know, when things become scarce and, you know, if it's still Mm. kind of a a capitalist society, then there's just too much money to be made, essentially, isn't it? Even for states, you know, like what China's going to be doing, basically, Mm. already, yeah, um, in terms of going to try and mine things. So I think it's going to happen, isn't it?
2: Yeah, and, you know, there's there's sort of... Mainly of what I've talked about so far is kind of the collective side of... the collective eschatology, as in the species as a whole. But there's also the individual side, you know, trying to alleviate your own limitations in any way in that daily life, you know. Um, Trying to think openly, trying to expand your mind. Um, Those kinds of principles are also in it there as well. Um, Trying to look after yourself, trying to... uh, There's there's also a, a sort of individual... Side to it. Ah, this is something we help. need to know
1: about because, <laughs> well, if you think of Christianity or Judaism, yeah. any other religion, there are, well, for Judaism, you've got the Ten Commandments, yes, and yeah. you know Christians, well, there's that plus the New Testament, which is more reliant on the teaching of the Man JC. But these are rules to live by day to day for individuals. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, what? How? How do you become a good astronist day to day?
2: There's no set rule book yet, maybe in the future there might be, but I think at this stage it's and and that this is something that it that is at the forefront of <laughs> my thinking at the moment, actually because yeah. this idea of limitation, so we want to get rid of limitation well, that's a very interpretable idea, isn't it One person's idea of a limitation is is another person's you know that isn't limitation to them, so um I think for me it's i use the word kind of approximating approximating the astronomical world is the stars that that is something that that is central to my life anyway at the moment um every day sort of observe the stars if they're if they're there and um sometimes pray as well sometimes pray yeah, yeah. um face so that, the moon probably. yeah sometimes yeah, yeah. Uh, the stars yeah um so I think that that's always good. <laughs> uh, always keep in mind that you you know you're very small and and very not insignificant but um maybe a little bit insignificant compared to <laughs> the universe beyond. Um mm. but in in terms of other things sort of non astronomical things um I don't know just maybe based off of some Christian ideas of what's good. So you know <laughs> if it's like um I don't know, if you could get into an argument with someone, try and try not do that. You know, try not to try and restrain yourself or try to, you know, if you if you, someone's annoying you, don't react or those kind of things. Those ideas. So it's kind like- of general I mean that, that, and thats what I don't want to spend too much time. I don't want to go over the Ten Commandments again. Everyone knows that murder's wrong and yeah. stealing's wrong. And I it's, think it's
1: like, it, how do you how do you grab a, still do it? A set of laws, for lack of a better word, yes. which are geared towards the aim, which is to yes send humanity yes. off into the stuff. So yes. you know, you might have stuff about science and education yes yeah yeah Yeah. it's like how do you tie it in with what you're trying to achieve yes well
2: obviously that's related to knowledge so as much knowledge as you can get the the better um and also as well sort of remaining kind of humble as well i think is also a good a good thing not getting too egotistical too self-centered self-involved um, I think that's where some of our mental health issues come from nowadays. How do, I, how do you mean by be... that? Well, I know mental health very well. I've got family members who, who struggle with that. And one of the underlying issues I've found is that they they kind of only just think about themselves a lot. <laughs> right. And they're the victim a lot of the time. And... um in a way they're very sensitive of course to what people say what people do around them and that can very much affect how they treat other people um one of the reasons why i talk about um remaining humble is because if you become too self-centered then the world becomes very small, doesn't it? And very limited. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's got sort of the opposite to my ideas of keeping open, keeping thinking about other people. Um, so Yeah, you're just driving just, other um, people away, don't you? Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah. Um, and that's what happens a lot of the time with people who suffer with, with mental health issues. You I'm know? guessing they're it probably they're, depends they're on the condition
1: and stuff, doesn't yeah. it? And the individual... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know much about that sort of stuff.
2: I mean I only know, I don't know about it from sort of a professional point of view, just just personal experience. That's what yeah. I've found, you know, and sort of I'm basing my ideas of what have of, of how to live a good life, um, off of uh, off of that really. Um I found that when you're too self centered, too focused on your own feelings all the time, then that's where things go wrong really.
1: But Oh yeah, <laughs> but there is um, something. Some of the things that I'm interested in are like yes. um, they're focusing on yourself, but in yeah. a different way, in a, a way of sort of self progression.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Could be, that.
1: could be intellectual development or yeah. spiritual development or uh, yeah, psychological development. I don't yeah. know. Reading different stuff and reading different subjects and trying to educate yourself. Yes. But it's like where's where that? Where's that balance? Because you could end up. Being like one of these hermits who lives up a mountaintop, just not contributing. No, you're doing. They are contributing, but take like the. um... You know, like the monastic orders Mm, in Christianity. or uh, You know, these guys like Simon Stylites. Have you heard of the Stylites? No. These guys in like the, I think maybe third or fourth century. The famous one was Simeon Stylite. And he went and lived up a pillar for like 40 years. (laughs) Oh, I have heard these stories. His legs exploded, Mm. you know. It's like just deprivation, like self-deprivation to an extreme. Yes. And you know, I mean, I suppose he would argue that he inspired a lot of people through his yes. sort of to not live on a pole. <laughs> <laughs> through his, his suffering, was yeah, people came well, from miles what, around to see yeah. these guys. Yeah, well, and he started a bit of a movement. Other people yeah, doing the same thing. And what?
4: And was that following a particular religion? doing that was, like, it, Anakin, yeah. was it a christian thing yeah okay. yeah there's there's saints i think most of them are saints the old star Wars. so you know you're talking about you know potentially people being self-centered so mm-hmm. is it you know how would you ever know the true motivations of that man he could have been doing that in order mm-hmm. to become right i've got a good chance here of becoming a sainted here um, by standing on this pole until my legs explode in 30 years so <laughs> yeah. so how did he get how did he get food and water
1: he didn't get a lot, but people would sort of stick put things up on a pole. Right, like okay. That. And he stood up? The rope, oh my gosh, like, he he had a rope tied around his waist so that he wouldn't fall off the pillar. Right, yeah. Wow. And, it, and it sort of ate away. Would it not like like to there was grow maggots, into him? Yeah, maggots coming oh out my of it. Oh, God. Wow. Yeah, amazing. it was ex- extreme. extreme, very extreme.
2: Very extreme. The I've heard came. Buddhists do that as well. Had Buddhists do that live in a cage or something? Or well, there's the
4: the obvious ones, isn't it? People um, set themselves on fire, isn't it?
2: Yeah, there's that one. Yeah, isn't there? All embedded into the beliefs.
1: Isn't isn't there a a mummy?
4: Yes, there is a living mummy, mummy, isn't there? (laughs) Someone put shades on him, didn't they? (laughs) Raybands. i know he's alive
2: i've I've, I've, seen a picture of
4: it i saw it on tiktok Mm, oh no no. and let's not bring that up (laughs) um but it was like a short video and it looked like a corpse and then he kind of started breathing and like people were like you know he had sort of like petals and things and he was obviously he was dressed in the um orange robes or whatever and yeah and he's like so god knows um, what how he's alive basically i thought he was dead no, he's, he's alive. So he'd,
1: he'd mummified himself and he died, but he'd been preserved for hundreds of years, basically.
4: There might be someone really like is. that as well, but there is somebody else that I've seen, unless mm. it's an animatronics and they're, and, if, <laughs> and they're putting
1: something in him. Then, yeah. He's. There's so much weird stuff about it. You wonder, like, how what our minds are actually capable of yeah. if we yeah. unlock, like, the other 90% that we don't no. use of yeah. our brain. That's crazy, isn't it? Well. Hopefully, we will do at some point. Is there any role for um, psychedelics in <laughs> astronauts?
2: <astronomically? laughs> Someone actually asked me that a while ago, and I did do um, a, not a full presentation. I, I thought you were going to say full. No, no, heroic dose of mushroom feeding grounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think that'd be good for me because I'm already up in the bloody side anyway. Because yeah, so it might not be very good for me. But yeah. um i don't know it's a difficult one because again um i've been around family members who have struggled with addictions and things so saying that okay that's okay yeah definitely because i've seen the other side of it which is not so good um but if you know if you've been doing it for years anyway and you you know you you're with people if you're in an environment where it's safe yeah. to do it you know and you're not being forced or are pressured into doing it, then why not? Yeah, try and unlock, you know, Shut like Joe Rogan does mm-hmm. that, I'm sure. You know, have you watched his yeah. think, podcast? He does think, a lot. I think a lot of people have <laughs> He done talks machines, about yeah. these uh clowns or something that he, that he sees, and yeah, DMT, yeah, DMT, yeah, and all that. Yeah, I think there's definitely a place for that. I mean, I someone messaged me, um quite a while ago now and they said that they'd seen aliens when they were mm. right? so it's quite they got in contact thing, with me yeah. and said what do you think of this it's like oh that's great yeah ask them questions maybe they might uh, tell you some knowledge
1: <laughs> the way it's, it's been explained <laughs> to me like particularly dmt is that it sort of re- removes that filter mm. that yes. our brains use yeah. because we only sort of our brains, tend to, for, as our, as how i understand it is our brain's filter out most of the sort of electromagnetic spectrum mm. to the bits that we can see yes and even the bits that we can see it filters stuff out mm. so that you, you know because otherwise you kind of go mad if you were <laughs> well, bombarded yeah. with everything that the, yeah. game, the the brain's capable of receiving and that limited by, again <laughs> limited in everything well that's good. by taking the substance it yeah opens, it opens that, that door
2: yeah but we can't be in that space all the time, can we? We can't... We'd, we would go mad. We would go... We yeah, wouldn't but, be able to take it in, would we? But oh, hopefully yeah. we can get to a stage where we maybe can do that. Maybe, maybe it maybe would be eternal bliss. like you is, describe, you know? Maybe, yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. Maybe, yeah. I, know. I think we're so far from some of the things that I'm talking about in, in that, We're so unbelievably far away from that. Uh, we're talking about the far future. Whether we'll ever get to that, mm. that's the big question mark. We might just fizzle out and just not reach our potential we might not which would be sad wouldn't it because uh, <laughs> well yeah I mean we won't be here but you know it's, maybe in a few generations time they might not
1: is there in astronomy mm-hmm. is there an afterlife or a um, chance of an afterlife before reaching that sort of there's a sort of, there's
2: a sort of um, not purgatory but not, not lim- like a limbo kind of idea where souls are or consciousness sometimes they call it as well um are sort of kind of under an embargo really i kind of call it embargo um where until we reach transcension those souls won't be able to go into the afterlife they won't be able to to fully be released into limitlessness they're still limited essentially um until we fulfill this i uh, this journey um because they're still connected to us they're still part of our species they're st- The even though they've not the not bodies anymore they're still part of our um part of our species so they will remain connected to us so yeah there is there is the idea in afterlife before if transition uh comes to completion but it's more of a um like a limbo idea yeah you know? how's this like for a, how's this okay. for a theory but
1: in what, the stars in the stars what about our consciousness mm. doesn't come from this material realm it comes from beyond that edge of the universe and our brains it's... are just receivers for it yeah and so yeah we come in it, come into this three dimensional realm and get to experience all these things yeah and then you die and your consciousness is still back there and oh, right, so, okay. when humans finally break that for that last wall, yes, that's when we all get it reunited is. again. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, that sounds good yeah. to me. It's another, yeah. yeah, it's another theory on. I might I did, start did. my own religion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just I'm More interested in this me. idea that <laughs> Ran, I think it was Randall Carlson, maybe, who described. He used a, an analogy of a, a TV set. So yes. um, modern science, it, generalizing modern science believes that the brain is the generator of consciousness. Consciousness yeah. is a byproduct of chemicals in the brain interacting with each other, which creates this effect somehow. We don't know why or how, but that's the theory. And the, the sort of TV analogy is is that your brain is more, acts more like a, a TV set. Yes. And so when you die and your brain goes dead, um, we say oh the consciousness is not the brain's dead and the consciousness is gone therefore the brain generates the consciousness but if your brain's more like a TV and your consciousness is like the signal coming through the aerial mm, yeah. if you hit the TV with a hammer alright the picture's gone out and the sound's gone but the signal's still, still there come in. Yes. still coming
2: yes. yeah and, I, and from, I would interpret that as it comes through um, outer space and it comes through to us and that's why what about the I focus ether? on. Could it come through? Well, the ether? What is that? That's just like a. What, what would you say that is?
1: I would <laughs> say it's like the, the invisible energy field that binds us. It's like the force mm. in Star Wars. Yes, idea. Yeah. Yeah. Not mm. massive. It's everywhere. Mm. Everywhere you go. Mm. Ether. I don't know. It was. A, it was sort of an idea that was popular for a mm. time. Yes. And then fell out of favor. And there are some stalwarts. It's hanging on to it, trying to bring it back. Yes. The idea of ether. Yeah, yeah the, was, the Greeks yeah. were into it.
2: Yeah, they were, weren't but they? Yes. What did they know?
1: <laughs> Not a lot.
2: Knowledge builds on itself, so it sort of progresses like we were saying before, you know. Um, I couldn't be doing what I'm doing without science because we wouldn't know about the stars. We wouldn't know much about it, so you wouldn't have those ideas. You wouldn't see reality in that way, so... You've got to look back. Do
1: you think there's the a day, risk so. of. Have you ever seen the film Idioc- Idiocracy? Uh, I might have heard of it, but I don't know what it's about now. Basically, it's like a film set 500 years in the future, and everyone's stupid. <laughs> We've sort of been dumbed down. Oh no! Right. And, okay. Um, so the
2: opposite of what I'm talking about, then,
1: rather it's than like a sh- progressive spinner, sh- a, a, yeah. a declination, yeah, you're because right. we've yeah. sort of it's, it's I can't remember. It's years and years since I watched it, but you look at the way like the mass, the role the mass media has mm. played in the last hundred years, uh, the Kardashians, <laughs> Beverly Hills Housewives, so all this stuff. <laughs> No, and oh my gosh, in the film, yeah, they talk, they talk about breeding, right? So, uh, yeah, I don't want to. I won't go into it because it's it's quite. I was going to say on PC. Okay. But They talk about you know maybe the 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 least intelligent, intellectual, yeah, intellectually capable yeah. people having more children, and that therefore it just being sort of a matter of time before um, on aggregate your population gets more and more stupid <laughs> it's funny it's a funny yeah. film yeah it's interesting <laughs> i mean
2: yeah, I'm, I'm guessing you're more optimistic the yeah, future uh, yeah much more of an optimistic but then there's also that side of if we don't do that then it's gonna go to absolute shit <laughs> here in this on this planet so you know only because we've got limited resources and then we'll start fighting that's what humans do we've already started that we're already on that that roller coaster of uh fighting for resources
1: limited resources um that's probably getting worse worse. it'll just get worse i mean you'd imagine that's been a pretty much a constant since the first well hunter gatherer communities
2: yeah possibly yeah yeah but maybe exemplify maybe sort of accelerated more by industrial revolution maybe you know a lot of the servants and things when it was like feudal times they didn't even realize that that could be a possibility that they could benefit from what their lords and ladies were able to eat you know and stuff like that and it wasn't even into their minds did it you know whereas in the modern age well everyone should be able to
1: have a piece of the pie so yeah (laughs) i mean you can put that down to i mean back in those days majority majority of people weren't even literate no so that's a major stepping stone isn't it that we have got that we've got going for us today Mm. we've come
2: very far it's whether we can go as far as what i'm saying maybe not i don't know (laughs) Mm. it's just i'm kind of just putting it out there and um Saying that this will save us, because I do, I do believe that I, I do, I, I genuinely believe that it it will, it will get us out of this suffering, this sort of death and decay and horribleness.
1: How long do you think <laughs> we've got? World? How long have we got to get off Earth? Do you think? Yeah, it's,
2: it is a question in astronomy that that we talk about, um you know, hundred years, two hundred years. um I don't know. I don't know about that. I mean, it depends on what we do. It depends on so many things. You know, we could have a dictator that comes along and takes over and sets us back twenty years, thirty, maybe more than that. You know, mm-hmm. that's maybe what it's looking like now in some places. You know, like Russia and places like that. And they they sort of leapt forward when the Soviet Union ended. <coughs> sort of opened up and now they seem to be kind of going back, you know, which is kind of sad because they they were doing a lot in space but I, they don't seem to want to engage with the Western world now on, on space activities. They seem to be more going towards China and... Um,
1: India, maybe? You know, India you have a space programme? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: they do, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it comes down to values doesn't it it comes down to values I mean that's what one thing I was kind of worried about was if China does become the main space exploration country Mm. um what kind of values are they taking with them there to other places um you will do as the state says and that's final you know no religious freedom no freedom of belief no freedom of thought really no freedom of speech (laughs) You know, it's those kind of values, isn't it? So mm. that's what worries me. Because um, that, well, that goes on to my PhD work, but because um, I'm doing religious freedom for my PhD work. So oh. um, I've sort of opened up that door in the last two years of, of what that means, what religious freedom means, and how far it should be taken. <laughs> and some of these countries who are very not respecting it not
1: have you have you looked into Falun Gong yes yeah China
2: yes yeah I know a lot about those yes um and I've actually been doing a lot of interviewing this year this year has been my year where I've um interviewed people who've been at the the sort of persecuted basically in different countries they had to remain anonymous um and also I've been Interviewing some human rights people at the UN and places like that. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been a really good year. I've really really enjoyed it. It's been the best year so far of my PhD. Yeah, mm-hmm. so now I'm starting the write up. Now I'm starting the thesis. Now, so I've got to pull it all together and yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I've, I've 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 learned about the Falun Gong. Um, obviously, is it, is it contemporary
1: uh, religious persecution you're looking at, or three yes. time?
2: Uh, It's contemporary, yes, things are taking place right now. Um, Mainly, I actually look at religious recognition, um, which is how states have state religions, basically, or state atheism, like in China, um, and how that affects religious freedom. So that's the main topic, the sort of subtopic within religious freedom that I've been looking at, and it's very, very interesting very very interesting how that i mean even for us in our country right now we've got a state denomination we've got a state religion here you know and that does even though we probably go about our lives and not think about it it there are effects that it has absolutely on on, you know uh, how we live our lives and who gets to go in the House of Lords, who doesn't? <laughs> yeah. and <laughs> Public funds. That funeral a couple of weeks ago cost a lot of money. Yeah, and of also hours. the census as well. That's a massive thing, huge thing. That's how they control us as well and what we believe because um, you are only allowed to choose so many religion. They only give you a list. Um, obviously, I put Astronist on. They do give you a little sort of mm, thing, yeah. other... Which is nice of them, but... Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand they can't cater for everybody, but I don't know. When it, you look at it, it is skewed. And other countries, really bad with census, censuses. You know, you can't even put that you're a Christian, for example, mm-hmm. in most Muslim countries, you know. So... Is um, On the UK
1: census, is Jedi on the... Yeah.
2: I can't remember.
1: It used to be, didn't it? It I definitely it used was. to be. There was I don't know, it may have changed, have but I think there was a rule where if there were 20,000 or a mm. certain number yes. of people who wrote in Jedi, yes. then it would be on the next census. Yes. I don't know if it's still on there or not.
2: Yeah, that's what I'd call a membership quota, uh, just to use a little term that I've come up with, where loads of countries use that, where you're not allowed to be an official religion until you've got so many members. But that doesn't really apply to religious freedom because it should be universal, You know, when you were saying before, well, I might create my own religion. Well, you still, even though it might just be you, you still deserve religious freedom. It -hmm. doesn't matter whether you've got just you or a million people, Yeah, you know, but they do use that as a way of controlling and then you can't register your religion and things like that.
1: Getting charitable status will be another mechanism, won't it?
2: Yes, I've looked at all of that. Um, So there's kind of two sides. There's a recognition side, which is all about state religions, and then there's the registration side, which is more of kind of the legal side of it. Um, And most countries have issues with this. It's a really widespread problem.
1: Um, Were we're like some of the freest countries when it comes to religious freedom, um, would you say? I would say, I mean, even... I, I originally
2: said portugal actually uh but then i was interviewing andrew cops and i don't know if you know him who's the humanist leader and he went like that no it's not because they don't like atheists there so they don't yeah. they really any humanists or atheists they really there's they wouldn't obviously say it but there's a institutional hurdles that they put in place you know they can't register they can't do things like that Mm -hmm. there are things and even yeah western european countries have issues like that um best in the world maybe some of the nordic countries maybe like i mean but even some of those have state religions still you know iceland still has that um don't know if Denmark does. Maybe Denmark does. I think as well. Well, yeah. oh, they have a world yeah. family, don't they? Mm, yeah, tied yeah to it's that. tied to that. Yeah. So, how do you dismantle that? That was one thing I asked the Church of England leader. Um, it wasn't the Archbishop of Canterbury, but it was. It was. <laughs> was it the Queen? We pushed? <laughs> <laughs> I wish that would have been a good interview, wouldn't it? Um, no, yeah. But no, he, he he was head of some department there, and he said it would be t- it would be impossible he thinks, to unravel it, to, un- to detach the Church of England from the, Queen. the state and yeah. the monarchy okay. as well. It would be impossible. You'd, ha- you'd be talking about a whole... <laughs>
4: re- Another reformation? Reform- I mean, yeah, maybe. They burn or, all the yeah, churches down and loot
2: them. That's what
1: they were saying, yeah. I say, have they yeah. never heard of the French Revolution? <laughs> <laughs> get, bring back Madame Guillotine. we will <laughs> yeah. have it yeah. done over a weekend. <laughs> well... I'm not condoning that.
2: <laughs> but... But obviously he has, and maybe rightly so for him, he has an agenda. He wants to keep the Church of England in place. Uh, There was a lot of questions about when the Queen, we actually spoke about in the the interview a few months ago, um, what will happen when the Queen dies? Because there was some talk about maybe, yeah, dismantling it, disestablishing the Church of England, but clearly it's not taking place and they're continuing with it. But (laughs) without any we have no choice in the matter apparently so um but th- there's also lots of benefits to it as well there's there's lots of other benefits to it um that that I've spoken to to people as in um for some people it gives them a sense of nationhood i think and I, that's where other places in the world where they've got state religions it it's all right for them because they're part of the majority yeah. So they're not. So they're not really thinking about the minorities. But for them, it's all about the culture, preserving that the nation. Some of these countries are very, you know, newly independent countries. Some of them, especially some of the Muslim countries, you know, last fifty years or so, they've gained independence, so they want to retain that. <coughs> um, so there's a lot involved with it. There's there's a huge amount. There's a huge amount involved.
1: Um, yeah, it runs through the whole culture it's like i yeah. never really it's, thought about it before but if you're a very, hindu or a yeah. muslim or even yeah. a, or an atheist and yeah. you're having to sing god save the king at a football match yeah. it's like yeah i mean there's also countries as
2: well um that kind of privilege religions but they don't have a state religion so russia would be an example so they obviously privilege the orthodox church even though it's not a state religion um you know and persecute Christians they don't agree with, like Jehovah's Witnesses, for example. Interviewed one a Jehovah's Witness who was in exile from Russia. Um, so yeah, it just opens your mind up to what's going on in the world, really. Yeah, it's it's, it's very widespread still this persecution of of faiths and.
1: You see a lot of people like you, you mentioned a humanist before. Yeah, I imagine a lot of humanists all. all would kind of have the idea that well maybe we need to move past yeah. all this religion yeah stuff. obviously that's why they
2: get a lot of you know bad attention from 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 some of these states that are very still very religious uh it's why being an atheist in certain countries is still um dangerous you know it's, it's physically dangerous for people to to do that um i mean there was a few people i wanted to interview but they just they couldn't do it. They wanted to in- me to interview. And I said, you know, I'll um, make sure you're anonymous. No one will know. Still didn't want to do it. Still didn't mm-hmm. want to do it. Yeah, so I don't know. It's just... We're, we're very lucky, obviously, to live in, in the country we do, mm-hmm. you know, in that sense, even though there are other oh, issues with our country. We take so much for granted in the you West. Know, mm-hmm. it's, oh, yeah. Then when you look at places like China or... God don't even get me started on North Korea but you
6: know. <laughs> what you know, the, do they have a state
2: religion in North Korea well it's state communist. atheism yeah it's state, state atheism yeah so and they kind of have these like token churches they're really they're really strange where they'll sort of it's kind of like a show a show church so they've built one and there's a priest there but obviously he's he's like a government official doing it you know or like a it's tied to the government, you know. It can't say anything go. without the government saying. So they they have these kind of token churches that are not real, just yeah. <laughs> pretend churches there. Uh, and even in China, and you know, I've been to China, and there was some strange things that I saw that was just um, these compounds. There, were, there was one. There was a compound like right across from our hotel, and there was like Buddhist statues in it and the, the 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 compound wall was like it was massive it was huge there's no way you could even see the buddhist statue and sometimes they're quite large those statues right. and um yeah these people sort of going into this compound but it looked horrible there was people living in it but it, they were living in it looked terrible and there was uh, an, i, I think, don't know what that was i don't know what that was i to seem honest. to remember
4: um you know in reading in the land of China that uh, Christianity had, had taken off in like sort of yes. like recent decades. Yes. And that was being sort of stamped down yes. on, upon by the state basically because obviously, you know, people actually are beginning to sort of believe in something other than the Communist yes. Party yeah. as their salvation. Yeah, that's right. It's potentially uh, an issue, isn't it? So yes, I, it's probably just the same, I would imagine, for Buddhism and all the other kind of yeah. religions that are there. yeah. Uyghurs.
2: Yeah, Uyghur Muslims, yeah, yeah, Falun Gong and all them. Yeah, yeah, they're all, nothing can, nothing can come above the state.
1: Yeah, the state is God. Yes,
2: mm, yeah. yes. So if your ideas don't have the state at the top, then, you know, you, you're going to have trouble there. Mm. And um, some people, I mean, I've got a friend who's Chinese and um, I actually interviewed him and... <coughs> He supported the government. He supports that. You know, they're, they're very into kind of regulation. Everything has to be ordered. Everything has to be regulated. And they don't want to get religion out of control. It has to be controlled. They're all right for people to go to church, but it, it there's got to be some state official there to make sure they're not saying anything too over the top or too against the state or anything. You know, mm. it's all the the kind of... It's a control culture, really. It's it's all about making sure religion doesn't take off. And, of, of course... It's, they're terrified. You, you know, yeah. There's yeah, 1.3 billion people yeah. in the country. Yeah, And, the, and the,
1: the, yeah, the party members... Yeah. I mean, mm. the people who have their hands on power are yeah. a, a tiny minority. Yeah. They yeah. have to keep a lid on it, otherwise yeah. they'll get strung up. Yeah.
2: Mm. Yeah, it's... Mm. Uh, and, of course, they don't like the Vatican as well because they're not too bad with Protestants there... But the Vatican they don't like because obviously Same it's one this. person. Well, no, it's because it's one person that you look towards. You know, it's the Pope. For so head, yeah. yeah. Mm. So obviously Protestants don't really have other than God. God himself. God himself, of course. Um, they don't have like a, a person on the earth to look mm. towards. And of course, the Pope can sometimes be, say, political things sometimes. Absolutely. Until you know? have read the so, history, like yeah. the, the Pope. So that's why they have the no relations mm. with Vatican at all. They couldn't allow that. Someone right. outside China dictating to millions of Chinese people what he thinks about the regime or something, you know? So that's why mm. they'll never accept that. Unacceptable. Um, mm. So, and yeah, it's just so widespread. I couldn't believe it really, how widespread it's still still is really and even in some of our western countries you know Mm -hmm. um so yeah i've got a year left and got to wrap my thesis now (laughs) hey
1: we've done over (laughs) we've done over an hour and it's quarter past nine yeah already i know it's gone quick Mm -hmm. (laughs) is there anything uh, you know do you want to leave us with before we go um
2: yeah, there was, actually. Um, there's another branch of my work that I've been doing is actually about my, my grandma and granddad, my grand and granddad actually, which is quite interesting. Um, and they passed away 10 years ago and, and about five years ago, respectively. Um, and what I didn't realise was that they were very into the Latin mass society, uh, they were very religious people, but I didn't realise how much they were involved in that. And I don't know if you know much about Latin Mass and what happened with the Vatican II and in like the nineteen seventies, it was like nineteen sixties, and they were they were opened the house up for masses, and I had no idea, and they were on the front page of the Evening Post as well. Um, so when I found this, and my dad's there as a little boy, and. It just blew me away. I was like, oh my God, and because obviously I'm into religion anyway, it just, yeah. And they were they were kind of being persecuted because the church didn't want them to do the Latin Masses, so it's sort of the religious freedom aspect came into mm. my mind. So mm-hmm. that's another branch of my work that I've been doing some research on. So
1: specifically <laughs> your family.
2: Yes. Right. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it was amazing. Mm. Um, so that's just opened up another branch. And then I found also... Another another thing, I um, found out it was related to Mormons. <laughs> <laughs> You're related to this Mormons? This week, yeah. Uh, not just this week. Um, about a year ago, I found out um, that, yeah, some of my ancestors were some of the first Mormons to come uh-huh. from Lancashire. A lot of them, right. the Mormon mysteries came over here mm. from, uh, where were it? Iowa, I think, something like that. Right. Mid-United States, came to Lancashire, baptize them in the river ribble um is that where the
4: the church is in chorley or
2: whatever yes yes and um i had no idea that some of my ancestors were related to Were, were went across with them they went back with them oh, across right, okay. to yeah oh, and i've got right. in contact with people over there so have they have they moved from to mexico, mexico from, now That's where apparently a lot of... really?
4: I think a lot of people, Mormons, were persecuted even within...
2: Right, yeah, yeah. there were some, yes. And they went to live
4: in Mexico because they wanted to have uh, polygamous families. Yes,
2: yeah, that's right, yeah. So it just shows, you know, family history, which I love. It's another passion of mine. I I do love family history. Yeah, it's really Mm. interesting. You can find some crazy stuff out, so... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it just seems to be all religion with me, my family. Me. Yeah. My ancestors. ancestors yeah. We're all bloody got their own ideas. The and, yeah. <laughs> it is it's been written in the It was written be. in the stars. Yes. Good
1: way to end it. That. Yeah. End. That's a great way to end it. <laughs> it is, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um <laughs> is the website, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Link
2: in the show notes for that. Yes. Mm. And uh, hopefully I'll be back again at some point. Uh, (laughs) I'll put a link to your uh,
1: YouTube channel in there as well. Yes, please. uh, Are you going to be starting some more conversations? I will be doing, yes. So you'll be seeing me. Is the Astronist
4: statement available on Amazon Books? or
2: It is, and it's also available for free on Astronism.com. I make all my books available for free. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, There we go. Yeah no need to pay <laughs> like in <an> the <laughs> no, show notes. go if and you have, don't have a read to... yeah go and yeah. have yeah. a read, read. yourselves.
1: Mm. <laughs> cool Definitely. thanks for having me on well, you're no welcome thanks for coming yeah. back come on, yeah. Just count on. Right. we'll, uh, we'll thanks, sign guys. off and uh, yeah. we'll, we'll be back in 10-15 uh, minutes do some news yeah you alright though <laughs> then yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> still got a little leggy yes is not he, has, he? Oh, yeah. dear. constant right sayonara see you soon see you later bye bye Hey.
5: Right then, we're back. The Dwarf, the Cripple and the Mother of Madness.
1: That's our chat with Cometan.
4: Yeah, a pleasure as always.
1: Yeah, as a...
5: absolutely.
4: Can't believe it's been two years. Two years. Yep. And how the face of Astrianism has changed. You think? Mm-hmm. dynamic. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's a living thing, isn't it? It's a living philosophy. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's constantly it. evolving is, is yeah. one of the main
1: pillars, I think, of astronism, as far as I can tell. Shifting sounds. Mm. Tons of info on the website, astronism.com or yeah. astronism.org. I think it's like a like an encyclopedia type thing. Right. Loads okay. of information. If you if you want more, and like I said, all this stuff, like that book he gave us, is uh, free to download. So yourself out maybe you will be the member of a new religion yes don't knock it till you've tried it no I mean you know I didn't ask like I was wondering if like what about a sacrament would be like a sacrament you know like a baptism to yeah. be uh, baptised as a an to, astronaut you have to find small particles of meteors
4: yeah and then you have to swallow them okay <laughs> that is the sacrament and then poo them out and then initiation. It's, yeah, and then that's the next person's sacrament. Ooh, I'm out. <laughs> it get washed. Oh, wash the stone, yeah, and then that's part of the sacrament—the washing, the cleansing, the cleansing, the ritual of, cleansing of the excreted meteor. Does yeah. the
3: recipient have to do the cleaning as part of the trials?
4: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah. out these uh, meteorites.
4: Yeah, and you have to like clean out all the little divots oh,
3: god
1: <laughs> god I lost I was so highbrow and he's just uh, you were weren't you I, we'll, we'll have to we'll let him we'll let know we'll let him know if, if we've got some ideas for a, an astronaut sacrament we'll
3: mm. like that yeah. just that we'll email him that I mean it's nailed on and we'll wait for the royalty chase to flood in
1: yeah <laughs> Okay, so yeah, links in the show notes. Shall we? Uh, shall we move on to some headlines? Mm-hmm. Would you like to uh, see some? Always. Show us what you've got. Oh god, you're in luck. Just the just the two this week. Two, yeah. But first one's an absolute worldy world beater. Yeah, here we go. Capital letters have the news story headlines of the week. Boom. <laughs> Mum rushed to hospital after her dog pooed in her mouth as she slept How is your wife doing? <laughs> oh, my God. oh
4: dear
3: Oh man
4: How does this That's happen? So I mean, What's do you think, it was it a loose stool?
1: Um, are well, we diving any deeper? Well, um, here we are, here's the dog in question, look To oh. the little fair oh. baby no.
3: I'd be that like rabbit poo. He probably wouldn't even wake up.
1: Now, have you ever met a chihuahua?
4: No. Yeah. All the chihuahuas I've ever met are vicious, horrific Bastards. creatures. Yeah. They, oh, now look like at his they, eyes. There. It's like they realise they've been bred to be too small, and they can't fire a cat off.
1: That doesn't look like a vicious fur baby to me. Mm, that's because it's being oh. cuddled by its fur master. Yeah, yeah it's
4: and just look,
3: ready to. Tunnel into your
1: chest yeah. and uh, out your organs. <laughs> yeah. Look what she got in return.
4: Oh! oh! And her first inclination was to
1: take a selfie. Gravy. It does look like. Ah, Bisto. Oh. Yeah. oh, no. It's what any dog, und- dog owner would dread, but few would ever imagine would really happen. Amanda Gomo. Gomo, that's an interesting surname. Mm. I think that's the noise you make when your dog shits down your throat. Gummo! <laughs> that's gummo! <laughs> <laughs> Amanda Gummo was having a nap when her pet dog Belle did a poo on her face. The poor creature had become ill and had violent diarrhea. Oh, God. And while, it was a ba- and while it was bad for the Chihuahua, for mum of three, Amanda, it was even worse. The 51 year old was asleep with her mouth open when it happened. (laughs) Sickeningly, some of it went in her mouth. Have
4: you not heard of mouth taping? (laughs) That's an an internet, real life internet craze. It's where you tape tape your mouth shut to sleep so it doesn't open when you're asleep. am I going to
3: tape stuff tape? (laughs)
4: It's (laughs) never going to work. Just tape your mouth shut, Ben. Jeez. Oh, you? I'll have to wrap it around, around the head. All oh, right. okay, yeah. Hello, Noble. Good night. You can't, you've got
1: lips, haven't you, underneath that hair? So Why yeah. well, right. Why are people taping their mouth shut when they go to bed? Apparently, there's... Stop
4: dogs pooing in them. Yeah, there's been research to say that there's quite a lot of correlation between breathing through your mouth and dying earlier. <laughs> yeah.
1: So it's like a, it's like a your classic carcinogen. Breathing through your mouth makes you die earlier. Yeah, bullshit. Yeah, nonsense. nonsense. Absolute nonsense. <laughs> it was disgusting, and I was hurling violently for hours after. She said, "I just couldn't get the taste out of my mouth." She rushed to the bathroom to throw up after the dog's messy incident, yet she ended up in hospital with a GI that she got from the dog <laughs> she often sleeps with the pooch well that was her first mistake mm. Mm. yeah um, but she might have to think again about that in the future I've forgiven Belle for a little accident and I still love her with all my heart but I will definitely be more mindful of what position we sleep in in the future <sighs> but she can more s-
3: 69
1: <laughs> 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 she can still remember exactly what happened I was having my afternoon nap with Belle, like I always do, when I suddenly felt something squirt in my mouth. <laughs> I rushed to the bathroom and my son was in the shower, so before I washed it out, I had time to take a quick snap. Oh. As you do. Amanda was not initially taken to hospital. Belle was, however, rushed to the vet. She was diagnosed with a stomach bug and given antibiotics, but then Amanda from Bristol started displaying the same symptoms. Mm. She said, From the moment I got ill to when I was put on the drip, I couldn't eat a thing. The cramps got worse and worse until I could feel them all over my body, even my legs. Interesting. Mm. Avovirus. They sent an ambulance the second time and I was so dehydrated from being sick and having diarrhoea that my kidneys had shriveled to half the size. Um. Is that a real that thing? Is that how kidneys work? Is that how? <laughs> I don't,
4: I don't, I, think, I don't so. think kidneys are like, you know, raisins.
1: <laughs> I was kept in hospital for three days until they'd flush the infection out through a drip.
0: Really? Mm.
1: My discharge note said that I'd suffered a gastrointestinal infection caused by a dog defecating in my mouth—something doctors had never witnessed before. I've been drinking two lucasade a day, plenty of tea and lots of water since it happened, and I'm happy to say both B and Bell are on the mend. Lucasade, wow. native ad. Yeah, it is it's a native it? ad. This for lucasade. Is it like giving up with John Barnes? Is it an AI generated story? This then? I don't know. <laughs> sounds like it. <laughs> you know, uh, most uh, native ads in the UK, they actually give uh, a little post above the story saying this contains sponsored content or whatever. Mm-hmm. But obviously, there are ways around that. You know, when you make stories like this up, so I'm not buying it. I'm not buying your kidney shriveling up. Um, no. no. Sorry. Not having it. Anything to add on that one? I don't don't
4: think you can really add anything more to uh, dog diarrhea in your mouth. Do you
1: see this shit (laughs) feces? Exactly. Mm.
0: Okay,
1: let's move on. What else have we got? Ink and you'll miss it. Urgent hunt to find man with very distinctive beast tattoo inked across his entire forehead. Uh, James Sutton is wanted by cops for failing to attend a hearing for domestic violence, assault charges and property damage at a court earlier this month. Cops put out a call to the Australian public yesterday to help track Sutton down, but they've been ridiculed online as the alleged criminal has a number of distinctive tattoos.
3: (laughs) Whoa, I I was just wondering if he could get away with wearing (laughs) a (laughs) hat. He'd
4: have to go out in a morph suit, wouldn't he?
3: Oh, God. That's That's
4: awful, isn't it? What the fuck?
3: I want you to accentuate my massive
1: ears. (laughs) (laughs) And tiny eyes eyes and mouth. Uh Along with his facial tattoos, Sutton also has the words Game Over etched on his knuckles, along with additional ink on his neck. Uh, but that information wasn't shared in Nine News Melbourne's original Twitter post. Accompanied with a photo of Sutton, it said, Mary River Police District are seeking assistance to locate wanted man James Sutton, who frequents the Daniloquin area of the Victoria, now New South Wales, border. <laughs> and uh, the manhunt is still ongoing. Right. Okay. Hopefully someone will spot him. <laughs> Maybe the Smurf, the Beast Smurf.
3: <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. Ah oh dear. Yeah. Wow. Well, right, interesting choice.
4: Well, certainly. Is that it then for the podcast?
1: Is that it? it? Yeah. What on earth are you talking about? Are you forgetting the fucking housekeeping? housekeeping? No. Housekeeping. <laughs> It's the Value for Value podcast. If you find this podcast valuable, please consider returning some value. There's a myriad of ways of doing this, and my favourite, as ever, is word of mouth. Spread the word. Maybe you're in a Discord server, a Facebook group, a Telegram channel. If uh, the people in such a, a medium you feel would appreciate what we produce each week, Then send a link and share it. Yeah, man. You could
3: um, leave a review on your platform listening platform of choice, podcast listening platform, platform, platform um, of choice. Spotify, five stars now. Um, Apple Music. What else are we on? Everything. Absolutely everything.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're on, like, podcast addicts or something and you want a review reading out, you'd have to screenshot it and send it to us because we're on that many platforms, we can't monitor them all. No. Uh, I've got one in here from, uh, this is from Apple Music this week. Really? Always interesting, always fun, five stars. Ooh. I've been listening to the Amish lads for a long time. They never disappoint, and they always get on with my life when it finishes a bit better educated. Usually in a field that wasn't my primary focus. No, I wonder what your is your primary focus. <laughs> uh, masturbation. <coughs> oh, they introduce me to fascinating bright people and ideas, mm. such as Comaton. Yeah, they know about stuff I don't. Yeah, they are like the better teachers I had at school. The better, not the best, but the better. <laughs> <laughs> they make they make learning fun. All caps. Here's to another five years, lads. Yeah, Aww, lads, nice. lads, lads. Chinking glass emoji, and that yeah. is from Mark in Illinois. Mark in Illinois. <laughs> Mark in Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> via, <laughs> um, via Apple Podcasts. Thank you, Mark in Illinois. It's obviously Mark. Well,
4: can we say his proper one so he feels heard?
1: Yeah, Mark but, from well,
4: Illinois. Yeah, some joke I know, but you know.
1: So yeah, you can uh, send us a review there, you can give us the five star on Spotify, and uh, if you're watching, whatever platform you're on, mm. hit that bell, smash yeah. the like button. Smash the like as much as you like. Leave a comment if you've nothing to say. Leave an emoji. Mm. It's good for the outgoers. It is,
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We need all the fucking help we can get. <laughs> yeah, we... <laughs> With the
4: algorithms. Just Holy to, shit. The algorithm just needs to begin to see us. <laughs> we are unseen. Um... My favourite way is for people to join the Discord and, you know, communicate with us. Say hello. Um, Maybe you could um, find some producer intel and post it there. So, you know, you could put news articles that are interesting, headlines that are hilarious. Yeah, weird headlines. Um, Yeah. Uh, You can also, you know, put in video clips and audio clips if you want us to play those. If they're especially long, uh, timestamp them. That's always good. Yeah, the Discord is. I mean,
1: it's jumping. It's limp dick city. Limp dick city in there. It is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a thread for focus chi requests in there. Mm. If you want uh, some chi channeling into your pineal gland or your root chakra or your prostate. So, yep. Yeah. Um, put a request in the uh, the relevant channel in the Discord server, or email us at thearmisinquisition at gmail dot com. Have we got a job interview coming up? Mm. You need some tree focusing in you to uh get you off the line. Mm. Smash it. Mm. Let us know. We will do that for you. And it gives an excuse to play a funny jingle.
4: Yeah. Um guest
1: suggestions.
4: Oh yeah. Always good. Um and we do act on those. Um and quite often they come off, don't they? Mm. Still waiting to hear back from
1: uh I can't remember his name. Joe Biden. Joe Biden, yeah, he's not got back. Yeah.
3: Nah. Come on, man! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amish man. loot
1: chests
3: for your merch. Merchies. Say again, yeah, in English. Amish loot chest for your merch. Your Amish merch.
4: Boom, look at it.
3: There we go.
1: I've
4: got an Amish we... Inquisition hoodie on this evening. Oh, that's well, live. That's keeping me warm. What have you got? IRL. Got the uh oh, that's not you. Oh Ooh. God, what's going on?
1: <laughs> that was Courtney. There you go. Look, Look. You, you, Matt's got the oh, hoodie on. Got the
4: literally a communist hoodie.
1: Ironic. The man in the in, the man in the one stop on the way down was looking at me funny. What is ironic is <laughs> this is probably the first week I've never had literally a communist on the soundboard. <laughs> oh, 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 God. Chat amongst it's
4: yourselves. Gone. It's gone. Burr, <laughs> <'Cause> I'm literally <laughs> a communist. Yeah, well, sometimes it just takes Fierce. a second. And it's, it is it's probably the, the most comfy uh, hoodie I've got. And it also keeps me really warm. So especially if you're in the UK and you can't afford to put the heating on, uh, get uh, an Amish Inquisition hoodie. Because it'll keep you warm right way,
1: the way through till May. Yeah, right. Yeah, good point with the heating because, you know, a lot of us, we're we're going to be stuck between the devil and rock and... Well, the thing is, what do you do? You're caught between the devil and the rock and a hard place. What to do with the heating, you know? Everywhere. Um, Artwork. Show artwork. Show artwork. We have new show artwork every episode. Yeah, we do. And uh, you can submit that via the Discord or via the email. There's a thread there. Mm. And um, I've done this one this week, and I have to say... This might be one of my most popping artworks yet. Here Uh, it comes, incoming. Cartoonified guest. Oh, Oh, wild. Wow,
4: look at him. He's like... uh, Do you know when they're talking about who's going to be the next James Bond? mm. (laughs) Cometan. That is clean.
1: (laughs) It is, isn't it? That is some clean clean artwork, man. (laughs) Mm. (sighs) That's what they say, in it? That's what the kids say. It is, yeah. yeah. Clean. And mean. Um, Yeah, have you you seen seen that shit? shit? Do you see it? nice. Mm. Uh, Well, soon. Jingle
4: requests. Um, That's pretty much it. It's only, you know, the best way, which is to toss a
3: coin,
7: toss a coin to absolutely Witcher, do it for oh, the lads lads, lads oh lads. we're northern
1: and we're oh, bloody miserable and the weather's a wet a fucking shit go to thearmistinquisition.com the the and there's a paypal oh, donate button there and you can give us a one-off donation sign up for a monthly recurring sustaining donation and donations at the level of 50 pounds or dollary dues or canadian core books' will grant you the rank the status the social standing, the cachet, the degree of executive producer of that episode, mm. which uh, you can put on your IMDb, <laughs> your uh, LinkedIn, yeah. wherever credits are accepted, we will back you up. Yeah, we These all These are real. You can be executive producer of a podcast. Yeah, legit. Only you fuckers out there can save mm. and Keep the uh, the shit show going for another week. Exactly. Right, so let's flank them. It's time It's time to big up the man dems at Yo. Producers <laughs> for this week we have Nicholas, Matthew Chin, Ben Limmer, Mockinilla Nois, <laughs> Helen of Troy, Slicko, and mostly Business, thank you. You're so amazing. They are, yeah. So
6: amazing and there.
1: He's in trouble, isn't he, old Scov? They're after him now. The uh, media feeding frenzy, going after holes and Scov. Love. Love. There's a lot of
4: yeah. There's a lot of stories, isn't there, about him not being a very nice person, allegedly. You you
1: are extremely cool. I though. thought it was extremely cool. Maybe he's a communist. It's
4: because I'm literally a communist. The dwarf, the carrots, the grape, the, the homophobe, the winds the I'm number seven.
6: the blind man the fallen on the horizon the cripple and the mother
0: money pickering from hell I
4: don't get it I never will I got hairy legs fucking vegan
1: yeah thanks for your support for another week it uh, means the world to us new, new uh, name on there as well Ben Limmer I see a new, new name come up supporting us oh right yeah, yeah cheers, and uh, tossing us a coin I didn't recognise that one. I don't recognise I don't think he's denoted, donated before. Ben, Limmer. I'm just wondering Take if he was one of the people who went back to the beginning. Oh, gosh. No, I don't think they... Uh, I think they need some sort of psychological treatment. Right, OK. Don't they? Don't they end up in, like, uh, one flew over the cookie's nest?
3: I think um, they reach uh, enlightenment.
4: Well, if you're out there, Ben, you know, join the Discord and make yourself known. Yeah. And I will send you a GIF. Or a gif.
1: <laughs> Interesting guy, that. Uh, Ken Casey, was it? who wrote <laughs> Oh look. There he is, look. <laughs> Whoa! We summoned him! Oh! oh, Ben Limmer! Where is Ben Limmer? Oh! Oh, my gosh. Ben Limmer is oh, yeah. bunionaut.
4: There he's from go. all the way from the other side of the world, isn't he? He's well, oh, is like literally communist. a
0: communist.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's like head of the Communist Party in Australia. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thanks. I thought, uh, I assumed Bunyanut was some sort of, you know, superhero. Some not sort of a Marvel thing. Is it? it well, What's I don't re- re- know. He's yeah. giving away his frigging... Uh, <clears throat> his, his, e- his His alter ego. His yeah. ID. Yeah. Thanks. That's the donation. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, what were we saying? <laughs> <laughs> we, got, we got derailed by uh, Bunyan. You know.
4: mm. Is it Monday where you are? <laughs> I bet it's Monday, yeah, it isn't be, it? Yeah, oh, Monday, yeah. God.
1: Oh, it's like seven in the morning. Yeah. It's <sighs> oh, banter. God. Can you imagine having to listen to this at seven o'clock in the morning? Mmm. <laughs>
4: I'd have like Sky Australia on those crazy news presenters who Sky News Australia. That's it, yeah. Yeah, they're pretty wild, aren't they? Compared to ours, yeah. God fucking fan, aren't they? (laughs) I'll give a fuck. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Essentially. I wonder if he's putting a shrimp on the
1: Barbie.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Maybe. I like to think so. Put have a shrimp on us. Not a fan. You're a of shrimp?
1: No. Lobster? Mm, take a leaf. Right, okay. And prawns? Whoa.
4: Shrimp is, is a prawn, isn't it? Yeah, it's same shrimp thing. Shrimp a prawn, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's just a smaller
1: one, isn't it? A it's shrimp a bit small to it's... barbecue. Stripped. Go through bars. Oh, All yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a shrimp barbecue expert, right? Yeah, but.
3: Massive shrimp, though. Them big king ones that you've have to break the back of and suck the juices out of you have to wrestle
1: them smash the back like Bane and Batman
3: yeah size of a small horse (laughs) so yeah they'll fit on a barbie
1: this got dark
4: (laughs) quickly wow should we do something do you want to do uh... right are you going to present your theory for the uh, Nord Stream now
1: I don't have a theory Theory? no I just did a, a dive on the. I did some historical context stuff Okay. dive onto the pipeline. On uh, Nord Stream. I've got a, just got a series of clips from, like, over the last four years. Here we go. To try and um, figure out what's going on. So, I mean, we've all heard the news that the, the, the big two gas lines from Russia mm. to Germany have been sabotaged. Yeah. And um, predictably, all the Western outlets I've seen are blaming Russia mm. or suggesting mm-hmm. that it's Russia and not uh, Considering anyone else being responsible, mm. uh, Three. Putin has blamed the Anglo Saxons. Putin wow, is Hitler's lads. Yeah, he's going back a bit, isn't he? <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: time yeah. travelling. I, I, I don't. Ancient Britain. Like, Nothing there. Bombs <laughs> <laughs> or submarines. No, he means the West, the Anglo sphere. He's mm. saying basically, well, Anglo Saxons, German. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Interesting use of Anglo-Saxon, really, because that suggests Anglosphere and uh, Saxons. Saxony, Germany. Saxonians. Yeah, interesting. Anyway, I've got a series of clips. Let's go to the first one. Uh, just sort of background to what this is. And is this, this Nord Stream and Nord Stream 2 have been a political, contentious What's political doing? yeah, subject for a number of years. Mm. This is from July the eleventh, twenty eighteen. Four years ago. CBS Evening News Report, and it's about Orange Man was in. Yeah, Orange Man was president, and this is from a NATO summit.
7: NATO was formed in nineteen forty nine to defend Europe and North America against Soviet aggression. Mr. Trump said today that Germany in particular has gotten far too close with Russia. Major Garrett is in Brussels.
8: But Germany is totally controlled by Russia.
1: President Trump confirmed Europe's worst pre-summit fears by using the NATO stage to criticize allies, blasting Germany over a natural gas pipeline deal with Russia.
8: It's very sad when Germany makes a massive oil and gas deal with Russia where you're supposed to be guarding against Russia and Germany goes out and pays billions and billions of dollars a year to Russia.
1: German officials deny that the controversial Nord Stream 2 pipeline will allow Russia to exert undue influence over their country. Whoops. Mm-hmm. That doesn't seem to have been the case. NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg tried to keep the peace. We are strong together that um,
8: but How can you be together When a country is getting its energy From the person you want protection against Or from the group that you want protection Because we understand
7: that uh, When we stand together Also when uh, dealing with Russia We are stronger mm,
1: so Talking in circles there So yeah, Trump wasn't happy mm. That uh, this deal had been done And you know, the US One of their exports is natural gas as well Yeah Uh, Let's move forward. This is a week later, and this is a a joint press conference between Trump and the Dancing Queen, Prime Minister Theresa May, from back
8: in the day. It is a tragedy. I think it's a horrific thing that's being done, where you are feeding billions and billions of dollars from Germany primarily, and other countries, but primarily from Germany, into the coffers of Russia when we're trying to do something so that we have peace in the world. I think it's a horrible thing that Germany's doing. I think it's a horrible mistake. And as much as I like Angola, I was very open in saying it. I think it's a horrible thing that you have a pipeline coming from Russia. And I believe that Germany's going to be getting 50, 60 or even I've heard numbers of 70 percent of their energy coming in from Russia. And how can you be working for peace and working from strength when somebody has that kind of power over your country. I don't think it's good. You're not working from strength. You've given up all of your strength. Uh, I think it's very bad for Germany, very bad for the German people, and I don't think it's very good for NATO. You want to know the truth, so, okay?
1: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) In other words... Not a great plan. Not (laughs) a great plan. (laughs) Mm.
8: Uh,
1: But... (laughs) uh, yeah, so Trump wasn't happy. This was 2018. Fast forward 18 months, and this is a report from France 24. And this is December 2019. So just before the pandemic.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, and it's Trump approved sanctions on builders of Russia to Europe gas pipelines. So they've obviously been back-channeling and trying to negotiate this shit. Mm. And the Germany Germans seem to say we're going ahead with it. Whatever. And uh, in, uh, before the pandemic, just then, December 19, it ended with uh, US sanctions on the, the builders. Well, for more on this... This mm-hmm. is a really good... Uh, I think this is three minutes long, so we might pause it as we go through, but it's quite interesting, this analysis, because this is pre war in Ukraine.
7: Dory, I'm joined by our chief foreign editor, Rob Parsons, who's here in the uh, studio. Rob, just why are these Saturday's developments so
5: important? Well, it, it is a massive project. I mean, that's, that's essentially it. This is uh, a pipeline that runs from Vyborg on the Russian Baltic Sea coast all the way down to Germany. That's 1,230 kilometres. Uh, it builds on an existing pipeline, the Nord Stream 1, this is Nord Stream 2, uh, and effectively doubles the capacity to supply the European Union. This is gas coming from Russia's gas fields uh, supplying the European Union. Part of the problem is that there is just so much of it that many people have raised eyebrows and said this is making the European Union dependent uh, on Russian gas, which is dominated by uh, Gazprom, a huge monopoly. Uh, 14 countries get 50% of their gas from Russia. Germany uh, Gets 40% of its gas from Russia. That makes this deal extremely important and has raised eyebrows, as I was suggesting, because there is this fear that Russia could use it for, for political purposes.
1: Turned out to be uh, prescient, well founded, and it goes on, it gets more interesting.
7: And Rob, just why has the United States decided
5: to impose uh, these sanctions? Well, you know, for, it's partly geopolitics. The, the, the United States has been opposed to this deal for a long, long time. Since its inception
1: mm-hmm. and Nord Stream 1 prior to this as well. They didn't want Nord Stream 1 happening either.
5: Mm-hmm. Really, from the outset, uh, was opposed to Nord Stream 1 as well. Uh, the, the argument is the one that that just been discussing, really, that uh, there is a fear that... The European Union is making itself far too dependent on one supplier. Now, over the last few years, there is no doubt that the European Union has tried to diversify its supplies. But, you know, the the, the simple truth of the matter is it does get an enormous amount of its gas from Russia. It's cheap. uh, And at a time when the European Union is trying to break away from dependence on uh, other sources of energy, like nuclear, for instance, and, uh, and coal, it's an attractive source.
1: Breaking away from nuclear... Mm. the EU uh, Germany in particular uh, France kicked off they, they kept their nuclear sites but it seems EDF is a bit of a basket case and they're in charge of running the nuclear sites so that's why they're having difficulty
0: mm-hmm.
1: but yeah there was a big push in the, across the EU to stop nuclear get, to get rid of it and Germany shut them all down shut mm-hmm. all the nuclear plants down use gas instead gas power stations to a large extent
5: so it's very hard for the Europeans to resist uh, the, the temptation. Uh but for the Amer- well, it's almost ironic though isn't it? You know the the Americans are presenting themselves in this in this sort of deal as the defenders of Ukraine because the pipeline that before Nord Stream supplied the this is 2019 mm. the defenders of Ukraine. European Union, with most of its gas, ran through Ukraine. There is still a pipeline, and you just referred to it in that introduction you gave there, that a deal has been signed between the the Russians and Ukrainians to keep that pipeline open. But what what, what the Ukrainians have been saying is that this is a a tool— Nord Stream that the the Russians can always use uh, to cut them off, to cut them out of, the, out of the deal, and makes them much more vulnerable to the Russians as a consequence. So here we have the United States, which has been in pretty hot water over its position on Ukraine over the last few weeks or so, suddenly appearing as a defender of Ukrainian in, interests over, over this deal.
1: Yeah, so there's already a land pipe that goes through Ukraine. Mm. And the Ukrainians at this time were saying— once the Nord Stream is up and running, there's nothing stopping uh, Russia from invading and cutting that gas off. And they still they can still supply the rest of Europe. Mm-hmm. So yeah, by
3: that time, they'd already annexed Crimea as well. That was mm-hmm. 2014. So,
1: and it looks like the areas that they've annexed this week are joining them up
3: mm.
1: along that yeah, east, the whole southeast coast. Yeah, yeah, it's like a jigsaw. Uh, right, let's go forward. July twenty twenty one. So, in the midst of the pandemic, this is from Deutsche Welle. Uh, the U.S. and Germany have struck a compromise over the controversial Nord Stream two gas pipeline. This is Biden. We're in Biden territory now. Uh, orange man's gone, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. He went in. Uh, yeah, twenty twenty one, wasn't it? January twenty twenty one. January six, was that? Was it? That do all oh, right. January yeah. last year. Sure it was, yeah. Uh, So, according to a joint statement, um, they've done a deal, US and Germany, uh, but the US still isn't happy about it. We continue to oppose. This is a White House spokesman, like Defence Department spokesman, Mm -hmm. talking at a press conference. Nord Stream
6: 2. Uh, We continue to view it as a Kremlin geopolitical project uh, whose uh, goal is to
2: expand Russia's influence, over Europe's energy resources. We continue to believe it's a bad deal for Germany, it's a bad deal for
6: Ukraine. The German Chancellor has always framed the project as a commercial venture and has tried to deflect opposition from allies. But she was also determined to resolve the issue before she leaves office this autumn. It was one of the topics she discussed with US President Joe Biden last week. My
8: view on Nord Stream 2 has been no... He just sucks the air out of the room,
1: doesn't he? <laughs> uh, uh, oh, come on, man! <laughs> come
8: on, man! <laughs> My view on Nord Stream 2 is... For some time, good friends can disagree. And, uh, but uh, by the time I became president, it was 90% completed. And imposing sanctions did not seem to make any sense. So
6: now a compromise has been reached. In a joint statement, Washington agreed to suspend all sanctions and tolerate the new pipeline. Germany, in turn, has committed to impose sanctions on Russia if Moscow uses the pipeline as a political weapon.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, that worked. That, yeah, that threat certainly worked, didn't it? Mm. They ended up with the entire Anglosphere imposing sanctions on them Yeah, because uh, they took it to the next level. But, yeah, that threat didn't work, but, hey...
6: It also agreed to use its leverage to help extend a gas deal between Russia and Ukraine, but critics say the agreement doesn't go far enough, and Ukraine has already voiced its discontent.
1: So, we're coming to the today to modern Mm. news. Um, This one, Um, so US lifts the sanctions in 2021 so it's coming close he said it was 90% completed at that time so Germany has to try and keep Ukraine sweet and uh, they do a deal Ukraine and Germany do a deal and it's part of Angela Merkel's sort of um, farewell tour she goes to Kiev to meet Zelensky, <laughs> Zelensky. Mm. Uh, and this is August 2021 so just a month after Merkel and Zelensky lock horns over Nord Stream 2 pipeline mm.
9: Chancellor Angela Malka's last visit to Kiev covered a lot of ground. The conflict in eastern Ukraine and the economy were important.
1: The conflict in eastern Ukraine that's what everyone seems to have forgotten about. That, that this thing that's happened has been going on since
3: 2014.
1: Mm. Yep. And they were talking about it in the news then. No, that was 2021. The, the, was it the Maidan revolution and mm. the Donbass and all that? Since since they threw threw the old prime minister out, there was a coup. Mm -hmm. And obviously the West had nothing to do with that coup. We weren't sponsoring anyone or having intelligence assets. Mm -hmm. We had no interference whatsoever in the political system in Ukraine at that time.
9: Mm -hmm. But it was Russia's Nord Stream 2 gas pipeline that
6: took center stage. We consider this project exclusively from the point of security, a dangerous geopolitical weapon of the Kremlin.
9: Ukraine fears Russia could cut off its gas while keeping Western Europe supplied. Merkel said Russia would face consequences if that
6: were to happen. We've made it clear that we will advocate further sanctions within the European framework if this suspicion that the pipeline is being used as a weapon is substantiated."
9: Merkel has tried to balance Ukrainian and Russian interests, but that has frequently frustrated Kiev. Most analysts believe she pushed for EU sanctions against Moscow over its annexation of Crimea. But then Berlin approved Nord Stream 2, which links Russia under the Baltic Sea with Germany. The pipeline completely bypasses Kiev, which would lose billions in annual transit fees.
1: Transit fees? We haven't heard about that, have we? No. So yeah, the Ukrainians, with their pipeline that goes across the land, they were getting billions in transit fees to Mm. uh, send the gas on from Russia through through to Germany. Mm, I wonder who was getting that billions. Uh, Do you know Ukraine is the most corrupt country in Europe? Well, yeah. Yeah. I did know that, yeah. So I think we can hazard a guess where a lot of that money was going. Mm. And probably where a lot of the aid that's been sent there. Mm. How much have the Americans sent? 12 billion something?
4: I think we've sent committed to 12 billion, haven't we, or something? Ridiculous. I thought
1: we'd done 2.3. three. Oh, All right. OK. I think we've done 2.3 billion. Right. So far, it's <laughs> going to go on for a while, so...
7: Yeah.
9: Ukrainian leaders hoped that US pressure would stop the project, but President Joe Biden withdrew sanctions after meeting Malka last month. The Chancellor has stressed Germany's special responsibility towards Kiev, but for now, no deal has yet been struck to guarantee that. Let's get more on this story now with DW's Nick Connolly. He joins us from Kiev. Hi, Nick. Was there any progress made between these two leaders on Nord Stream 2?
7: There was surprisingly little movement from either side. Uh, Volodymyr Zelensky making no secret of his disappointment there, basically saying that the promises and the compensation offered by Germany in return for this pipeline being completed, uh, the attempt to sweeten the pill, as it were, was too little too late and not really tangible. He said that th- that loss of income for transit fees, but the bigger strategic issue that you know Russia could afford to destabilize Ukraine if it doesn't need Ukraine's pipelines to transport its gas to Europe, that that was- was an immediate tangible cost in the short term and that investments in green energy or potential sanctions should Russia once again uh, be uh, aggressive towards Ukraine that was all potentially unenforceable so really um, a pretty 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 gray pretty kind of chilly response there and uh, no sense the Ukrainian side was really um, convinced by the arguments brought by Angela Merkel and her team.
1: Okay, so we're coming close to -to up-to-date now, but I've got got the clip that's been going around the internet... One with Biden. ...wildly all week, yeah. Yeah. And this is from February this year, February the 7th. It's from Reuters, and it's immediately before the invasion. I think the... Was it about February the 20th, February the 23rd, when the Russians... Yeah. ...went over the border? This is from February the 7th.
8: If Russia invades... uh that means tanks or troops crossing the uh, the, the border of Ukraine uh, again. Then uh, w- there will be uh, we there will be no longer a Nord Stream two. It, we we will bring an end to it.
0: What? Do you, what how will you?
4: She's dumbfounded. Yeah, yeah. It's because <laughs> do you think he's let slip some like top secret <laughs> briefing
1: there?
5: How will you do that? Exactly.
1: We'll send the seals in <laughs> and we'll probably blame it on Russian someone else if we can get away with it. They'll blame it on R- Russian
4: submarine drones, I believe is the story I,
1: <laughs> I read. It's funny, a lot of the US media is calling it a Russian false flag.
4: Why is it a false flag? Because it's happened.
1: Yeah, false flag is an attack you do on yourself. Yeah. Oh, right, okay, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, most people don't believe that false flag are a thing. The government wouldn't do something to itself or its own people to, for its own political reasons. You know, like nine eleven, people if people wouldn't would would never consider nine eleven being a false flag attack, like a government doing something to its own mm-hmm. people. Or, There are various embassy bombings and things you can go and look through. But, yeah, if it's the Russians, yeah, they do them. They do false flags. No one else does. No, yeah,
8: yeah, yeah. (laughs) Since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control. We will, uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it.
6: Possibly this is a good idea to say to...
1: This is German Chancellor. It's Mm -hmm. a joint press conference with him. Mm -hmm. Scholz. is it? Right. I think he's called, the new yeah, chancellor, no. the one who took over from Merkel. Our American friends, we will be united. We will
6: act together and we will take all the necessary steps and all the necessary steps will be done by all of us together.
8: And today, will you commit today to turning off and pulling the plug on Nord Stream 2? You didn't mention it, you haven't mentioned it.
1: As I already said, we are acting together. We are absolutely united and we will not taking different steps. We will do the same steps and they will be very, very hard to Russia and they should understand. Well, definitely a change in rhetoric there between the current German Chancellor and mm. the sort of uh, dealings we've had mm. with the Merkel-Trump era where... They weren't united at all. It was no. uh, nobody could be seen the, to be united. The Germans that. getting bollocked mm-hmm. for going ahead with this and imposing sanctions and all that. And now, once the invasion is ready to start, mm. uh, the German Chancellor and the U.S. President are saying we're completely united and we will do. We will work together mm-hmm. to do this. It's like someone's had a word, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. <laughs> a very serious word. Mm. So, what do we think? What do we think has happened with Nord Stream? I don't know. It's a tricky one, isn't it? Have you got some thoughts there, Ben?
3: I was some good analysis. I enjoyed listening to that. But I guess the... Um, <clears throat> it's the, uh, the argument that Ukraine want to keep the land pipeline open for their transit fees in future. Has there been any damage to that?
1: Not that I'm aware of.
3: So... Yeah, it doesn't sound like Russia would would destroy its own undersea pipelines if the plan was to still be able to send and supply the rest of Europe without and cutting off Ukraine from the Russian side. But then the you know the evidence from the U.S., especially with Biden saying we'll end we'll end Nord Stream two in that clip. I
1: mean it. it It's almost cut and dried. It's almost too obvious. Mm. That's the only thing that stops me from just saying, yeah, it's the US and probably with the Germans. I did have some... I've not got it on the thing, but I do have some... I had some information from a telegram group of Um, researchers of a German warship in the area on the day, and it happened. I mean, the other thing as well is that, you know, the timing of it
4: is... um, Obviously, it's just before winter when you're supposed to be uh, filling up your gas terminals, I believe, mm-hmm. um, with my extensive knowledge of energy solutions for nation-states. And um, the other thing as well, I suppose, that sprang to my mind listening to it, sort of going against the US thing, and maybe it being Russia, was the fact that Russia has had a chance to sign deals with you know India, China um, and is making more money than ever from its gas and oil exports just by signing up other countries essentially
1: the thing about the motive for Russia doing it the pipes were already switched off mm. um, but having the pipes there is a massive leverage mm. and um, why would you destroy that leverage You just to me you wouldn't my first thought when it happened was it was the Germans because, because. I, sort of, I was sort of foreseen, it's just before winter, like you said, once it gets to January and people are freezing in their homes, the political pressure on countries like Germany to drop the sanctions and mm. open the taps to drop the price may be... Um, Unbearable, so they might want to take that option off the table, <laughs> because obviously they don't care about us, about you know people mm. who pay the bills. They just care about staying in office. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know who gains from it. Strange. Exactly. I mean,
3: if the Russians just wanted to turn off the taps at the Russian end and keep the keep the infrastructure, they they could have done that.
1: Well, they're already turned off. That's the
4: thing, they've turned them off, haven't they, for maintenance? You said, haven't they?
3: Yep. Right. Yeah. So,
1: in
4: Russia? Yeah,
3: why would you? It makes no sense from a Russian perspective.
1: No. No, I, I don't think already,
3: anything. They already turned it off. So, they've mm. already throttled mm. the supply to Western Europe in response to the sanctions.
1: I don't see what Russia gain from blowing them up when they're already turned off. No. Doesn't make any sense to me. So who is it? Right? If it's not the, if you're saying it's not Russia, mm. then it's a Western country, or is it Kazakhstan? Or what? What's more likely? Do you not think it's a Western country? Uh, yeah. So do you think, in the middle of a fuel crisis, one of our Western governments has just obliterated two massive gas pipelines?
3: I suppose if you're thinking they're switched off anyway, and they're never going to be turned on again.
1: Mm. Why wouldn't they be? It's the you know, uh, well, Putin, know, Putin, Putin could get free... bumped off. Putin could have a little exactly. accident next month and everything could go back to normal. we in six months. Why would you put Let's get, get another
3: glass and perestroika. <laughs> uh, get, yeah. get another Gorbachev in.
1: I mean, the yeah, way, it, the way it looks to me is that a, a Western democracy has, has nuked, like vital in- infrastructure for energy supply. That's the way it looks.
3: Do we need... I mean, uh, has Western Europe decided they don't need anything from Russia then? Ever. In terms of gas supply.
1: Have you heard of... um, What's it called? Baltops. No. I think i can get this on the screen this is a uh, baltops 22 oh wrong uh, window
3: bit of a balrog
1: does that come up on the screen yes yeah this is from uh, this is from june so it's only a couple of months ago baltops it stands for baltic operations right <laughs> baltic baltops 22 a perfect opportunity for research and mm. testing new technology Baltic Sea. A significant focus of Baltops every year is the demonstration of NATO mine hunting capabilities. And this year, the US Navy continues to use the exercise as an opportunity to test emerging technology. Mm. In support of Baltops, US Navy's Sixth Fleet partnered with US Navy Research and Warfare Centers to bring the latest advancements in unmanned underwater vehicle mine hunting technology to the Baltic Sea to demonstrate the vehicle's effectiveness in operational scenarios. Experimentation was conducted off the coast of Bornholm. Bornholm. That's that's where the pipes were hit. Right, okay. Off the coast of Bornholm. (laughs) Denmark, with participants from Naval Information Warfare Centre Pacific, Naval Undersea Warfare Centre Newport, Mine Warfare Readiness and Effectiveness Measuring all under the direction of the U.S. Sixth Fleet Task Force 68. Mm. Baltops is an ideal location for conducting mine hunting experimentation due to the region's unique environmental conditions such as low salinity and varying bottom types. Oh, yeah, like a varied bottom. (laughs) It is also critical to evaluate emerging mine hunting UUV technology in the Baltic due to its applicability with Allied and partner nations. This year, experimentation was focused on, what was, what's UUV stand for? Underwar, unmanned underwater vehicle. Navigation, teaming operations and improvements in acoustic communications, all while collecting critical environmental data sets to advance the automatic target recognition algorithms for mine detection. In prior bolt ops, we demonstrated advanced capabilities to detect, reacquire and collect images of mine contacts and transfer those images in near real time to operators through the use of specialised Office of Naval Research, UUV, underwater vehicles, said Anthony Constable, Office of Naval Research and Science Advisor. This year, through the work of NIWC Pacific and NUWC Newport, we are showing that this capability can be integrated into programmes of record, by executing complex multi-vehicle UUV missions, It's like maybe if you're going to blow up more than one pipeline at the same time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Pure speculation, obviously. Uh, Yeah, so, I mean, uh, I'll put the link in the show notes, but, yeah, it seems like the US Navy was um, doing some unmanned underwater vehicle testing a couple of months ago at the island of Bornholm off the coast there, where uh, the explosions were. Probably nothing to see there. No.
4: <laughs> Has anyone seen the the Polish minister joking about the the pipes blowing up? I no.
1: Don't. Was no. that today? I haven't. No. They've just um They just opened a new pipeline, like the day after these exploded. Does it go through Poland? <laughs> oh, yeah, I think so.
4: <laughs> does it does Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Is it go, come from Russia, or is that coming from a different country then?
1: Well, the gases. Oh, some comes from Norway, don't it?
3: Yeah, but They're North getting
1: uh, they're getting skitty now, aren't they? The Norwegians. Why? Well, about their infrastructure getting nuked. Oh, as well. right. Okay. Let's see. And uh, they're worried about this. Is just what they put out, though, in the media. They're worried about uh, internet cables under under the sea That's as the well. That's the next thing, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a day I reckon wouldn't it, if they <laughs> cut the uh, transatlantic internet cables? Oh, ah, yeah. that oh, uh...
3: Inquisition episode one. What happens if the internet was turned off?
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, stock market disappears. That's what I was going to say, it's more to do with trading, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, It'd be, uh, yeah it would be it would be chaos. Mm. And I don't know how much of our infrastructure relies on the internet, you know.
4: I imagine if you're Probably a stuff. lot. If your economy isn't uh based on gold or something.
3: Absolutely, just services, financial <laughs> services.
4: Well, on debt, isn't it? Sort of yeah. fiat currency or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but that's what I mean. There's that thing in the background, isn't it? About is it China and Russia being the currency tied to the gold standard? Is it not?
1: No, not currently. Oh, right. so no, dollar's- everything's dollars the world reserve currency. Right. Yeah, but for how long? You know, mm. That's the thing. If it, if it moves, then uh, we're in deep shit. But I think it's only a matter of time, really. It's, uh, it's funny how every currency is getting punished so hard. It's the dollar at the minute. Mm. Being pwned. <laughs> yeah. It's unusual. It is. Isn't they it? just have to keep printing, I guess. Yes. I don't understand it. All this macroeconomic stuff is mental. No, it doesn't make any how, sense. How things stay afloat. <laughs> yeah really is just once
3: Sincere is
4: I'm a spaz don't get it I don't understand <laughs> it no so Go Nord Stream on. gone finito
3: Nord Stream 3 and plus
4: you know it could also fit in with the whole uh, agenda 2030 well yeah move towards green energy great reset mm more solar.
1: More wind.
3: Buy windmills. Mm. Tidal. That's where it's at.
1: Tidals. Do you think there we might just... get those, like, they're sort of talking about these mini nuke plants? Mm-hmm. I, I seen them. I saw, yeah, uh, an
4: article about those. Yeah, it's stuff just have, like... like, a t-
3: tabletop nuke nuclear mm. reactor.
4: <laughs> they fit in your front room. Huh? Don't really. Uh-huh. Oh, Nothing well, else. They, <laughs> they, they probably fit in your. Uh, in a house, I think. <coughs> how many? How much of an area? How many houses will they do? Uh, one. <laughs> no, I think it's. Uh, I think it, it's pretty pretty big. I, yeah, I thought it was like a town maybe or something.
1: Oh. Oh yes, I saw that. bunion up. Oh. Yeah, the, some Polish minister tweeted saying, "Thanks, US." Right. With a they picture of that video of Biden. God,
4: Putin
6: is Hitler. Putin
1: me. is Hitler.
4: <laughs> yeah. Um no, I have not seen that.
6: Einhorn is Putin.
4: Einhorn is Finkel. Oh.
6: is Hitler. Yeah. Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn is
9: a man. <laughs> ah, <I> kissed.
1: <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh. <sighs> Well, at least our economy's alright. Do you
4: think they're gonna do you think this is the what was the last one other than sort of like the uh the the property crash? The bad debt. Um what was the one in the uh, early nineties when we tied it to E R M
1: exchange rate mechanism. Yeah. And Soros um bet against the pound, didn't he? And it almost bankrupt us overnight. Mm. Yeah, George Soros. George. I don't
4: understand that either. How you can just make money doing that kind of nonsense? It's just, you non- it's just ridiculous. Bets.
3: You bet on things going down.
4: Yeah, but that's just re- that's that's a ridiculous way to make money. How does that h- add anything to our? Oh, oh,
1: none of it adds anything not to, anything. to no, it's like, no value to society. That's what I mean. It is, no.
4: isn't it? It's ridiculous.
1: No, it's financial services. It's what mm. we're good at. It seems like mm. London. I'm trying to think of the guy. Who, uh,
4: Gordon Gecko? No, he spoke about it and saying it's saying it, it is, it's, it's awful. It's like a, it's obviously a genius. But from psychology, he did something about, I think it's called innate grammar or something, or universal grammar was one of the things he talked about. Mm-hmm. But all, he, he's like written loads of stuff across different, um, Aspects of life, I just can't remember his name.
1: What was, he talk- what was his point about
4: financial system? Well, it was more to do with sort of how uh, <laughs> the economy has changed in that um, if you went back decades, so maybe like, you know, into sort of uh, the first part of the 20th century, most businesses added something to the economy. So, you know, like they were huge like uh, production companies in America, you know, GM Motors or whatever, making a car that then you was given well, – would be used by somebody which then would, um, you know, potentially could be used in their business and their business and their business. Whereas now a lot of people are making money like Warren Buffett by just investing. And how does that actually add any value or benefit to the economy or people essentially?
1: It depends what you invest in. I mean, mm. if you invest and make some money and then invest in startups I that make, you know, a new kind of, X ray machine or something. I don't know. You can you can add value in that way. But no. Most of
3: That's the things ethical trading isn't
1: ninety nine percent of everything that happens at Wall Street and the London Stock Exchange is just speculation. It's just buy low, sell high and uh, yep. It's making money from from money and not adding, like you said, not adding anything of any value no. to anyone's life. I and, think that's was his point, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's a lot. Of that. Can't argue with that. Noam so. Chomsky.
4: Oh, Noam oh, Chomsky. Chomsky. That was him. The big dog. Um, Universal grammar. That was the thing from. He's a linguist. Yeah. So, like, he's done a theory. That was his theory around, um, where
1: language comes from. The book I'm reading at the minute is saying that he's one of the sort of puppets from uh it's talking about um LSD. Oh right. And uh MK Ultra and uh the New Left. The New Left was sort of set up to uh, be like a counter insurgency. I know him. He's a quite he's quite a lefty. <laughs> yeah, just a bit, yeah. Yeah. And uh what's it, Woodstock? Where uh, the CIA was involved in Woodstock and I bet they were. Bananas. It's all a uh, BF Skinner. Yeah. He's balls deep in this shit. Skinner! He is. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, five days. Get them there a day early. We'll just pump pump them f- full of music, free drugs, enough music so that they can't sleep. Yeah. And uh, no like sanitation, just mm-hmm. knee deep in mud. No underwear. Let's, let's see how mad we can make them. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> i mental. Mm. Uh, I don't know.
4: Well, shall we fuck off into the night? Sun's let's getting low.
3: Retreat. Withdraw.
1: Yeah. Uh, some guy had a really rough uh, conference call this week. Is this the squirrel? Oh. Nice. You won't hear it, Ben, I don't think. Here oh, it is. Okay. Let's
8: just,
5: let's just get in to... Um, Let's, let's, let's
4: just get in. Why is the baseball
9: Jesus. butt there?
1: <laughs> what's, uh, what's with the Audrey Hepburn poster?
4: Yeah, I think I think that squirrel is tied to that baseball bat with fishing line, and it's a setup. Do you think? I think you can't believe anything these days that you see Ew. on the internet. Uh, no, it's a- This is a psyop.
8: By <laughs> <A> China. <laughs>
5: Look, told you.
1: It goes off screen to the left.
5: Yeah.
6: No way! <laughs>
1: no, I'm not buying it. That's a real squirrel.
4: Who That's owns squirrel. TikTok? Ask yourself, who owns TikTok? CCP? China.
1: Yeah? yeah. Does that mean everything is compromised? Yes. that right. sense. Probably correct.
3: Which means compromised is the new
4: non-compromised. It's just like farming our decisions and choices. So, you know, when they take over the world... They know how to control us. And they control me by showing me big-breasted women jumping up and down in bikinis. How did
1: they know? <laughs> I Lucky, know. Guess. Lucky guess. Yeah. Are you, know. you out of your fucking mind? Mm. Well, send me a link because I'd like to watch that. <laughs> yeah, I was
3: going to say, what's this? TikTok.
1: <laughs> yeah. What's it? That's how My they lap. lure you in. <laughs> Yeah. Sounds good. Mm. Three new recruits. <laughs> yeah, they're just such, such cunts that they can't help it. Mm. They're just such cunts that they can't help it. Well, shall we uh, Shall we do one? Yes. Disappear. Disappear yeah. for another week. Yeah, praise Shabba. And all the Elohim. Yeah. Mm. Goodbye. I can't remember um, Wakanda Forever. There's uh, a film coming out. Wakanda Forever. Oh, yeah. Ghislaine will not Epstein herself. Will she not? No. It's all gone quiet now, hasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Very quiet. Mm. Is she inside? She must be. Well, they needed to start a war, didn't they, and then
4: blow up her pipeline (laughs) in order to get it out of the... Out of uh, the cycle. Yeah, headlights, yeah.
3: Yeah,
4: gonna agree. send her through the pipeline. <laughs> <laughs> she blew it up. <laughs> what barrage? It was the. Right. Uh, it's either that or spend life behind bars. She chose a, a suicide mission on
1: Nord Stream two. Yeah, well, I don't blame her. You heard f- it here first. I wonder if she took Willie G with her. Oh, <laughs> Willie G. G. Come with me. Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> blow the Nord Stream <laughs> up. up. We're gonna blow it up. <laughs> <Duh>. <laughs> I wonder if Gisling vented to electrical. <laughs> Chungus never seems so sus, so sus, so sus. He vents to electrical. We're going to flow down the Nord Stream 2 to the Isle of oh, Cocks.
6: <laughs> <laughs> uh, You're embarrassing yourself.
1: I know. Oh, well. Right. Good one. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: See
1: you guys next week. Bye. Love. Uh, I'm. Are you entertained? <laughs> yeah. Are you not entertained? Good. Hugely. All right. See you next week. That's an epic dub. Bye. 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 Epic dub. Thank you for watching.
3: I like what you got.
4: Good job. The party Central. Don't you take it out. Of- Us not. Come on, man. You don't give a fuck. eh? That's it,
5: man. Game over, man. It's game over.